This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Are we recording? Well, we're rolling. We are uh, rolling. Oh. All right, cool. <laughs> awesome. So... Today, we are with Fishing for Muscular Dystrophy, FFMD. We are, I mean, I'm extremely proud to have you guys here with Paul and Tiffany from FFMD. Um, I want to make it clear to everybody that you guys flew in for this, and I'm super impressed. Like, I, when you guys told me that at the door, I, I really, like, I wasn't, like, BS and I was literally about to cry when you said that to me. No, we're good to be here. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah, no, it's great. It's Thank great. you so much. And, and those who know me, especially back home, any excuse to go to Florida is good. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> there you go. It wasn't a big twi- over, uh, twist of the arm or anything. All right. Was, uh, let's make it happen. Cool. So, But we do have to go back tonight, so yeah, kind of a bummer, but go back. That's right. We're going to fish Thursday, Friday, so back, back out on the water. You guys have been doing good fishing lately. <clears throat> we have. We had a good summer up in mm-hmm. Ocean City. You know, really good, and yeah, had a couple of good tournament wins, which is good. You know, we're we're still trying to crack that a little bit down here in the south South Florida, but uh, yeah, you know, Maryland's home, so that's where we started and and uh, have been there our whole lives, and it's been good. So we had a couple of good scores this year and caught some nice fish and lost a few nice fish. I joke around if we had two or three of the ones we lost, they might have run us out of town. So, <laughs> well, but, you guys win that Mid Atlantic every year, don't you? You know, it, that's our tournament. Yeah, and. Three out of four years, we've we've been you know on the podium and that and and uh, ironically, all three years it was the last day. So, oh, really? Yeah. So that's a three out of five day tournament, and I hate to fish on Mondays. Mm-hmm. And the whole crew, you know, because it's a Monday through Friday, just like the White Marlin Open, and everybody says, "Well, are we fishing Monday?" And I'm like, "Yep, we're gonna go. We got to be ready." So then everybody's getting ready, and Sunday night comes along. And they're like, are we going tomorrow? And I'm like, well, you know, 50-50. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it's about 8 o'clock at night. I'm like, I'm like uh, <laughs> 10%. Let's look at the weather in another hour. And I'm like, we're not fishing on Monday. <laughs> but we did fish Monday this year because in, in the Mid-Atlantic because we had uh, a lot of weather issues out there, you know, that we had to pick our days. Okay. But, um, 
you know, four years ago, we caught a 53 pound Mahi, which was a big Mahi up in Maryland at the yeah. time this year, they had a couple of big ones that broke records, but didn't they catch a big one at the poor girls? They did this yeah. year, like 72 pounds. Yeah. 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 Big one. yeah. State record. Like our yeah. 53 was a pound short of the, of the, uh, the biggest one of that, that year okay. up there. So we thought that was a big deal. And then couple years later there's a 72 and i think then they broke it again in the, the same week yeah in with the in the mid-atlantic mm-hmm. i think they broke it with a 74 maybe it was mid-atlantic i don't know maybe it was it was right around oh, the same I didn't time see within a fish. week of each other there was like a 72 and then a 74 wow that's a big fish yeah yeah especially up there you're not used to seeing all those big you know dolphin like you guys get down here in mm-hmm. the keys when they're rolling through but but that 74 one. is big for here too <laughs> i can tell you that's a big mahi so that's that's been our you know our our uh I guess claim to fame up there has been the mid Atlantic, you know, and, uh, you know, we were two, we were, I guess two out of three last year we had, uh, what do we have last year? I think we had second place white Marlin in ocean city. And then I think fourth or fifth overall. And then this year we had, um, uh, a fifth overall in the whole tournament, you know, from Cape May and New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And then we had the, uh, not the first one in the under 50 foot boat category. So that was good. So it's good. You know, it's always good. It's always good to get up and, uh, you know, spread the word with what we're doing and people see that we have some success and, yep. you know, you can't, uh, you know, you can't win them all, but I just tell, tell the team all the time, let's just keep hitting singles. And every time we hit a single and eventually we'll get a double or a triple and, you know, one day we'll hit one over the fence. That's so. it. That's what small ball is all about, right? <laughs> yeah. That's how the Marlins won the world series. I think it was in 03. I don't know. You can't remember this long, long time ago. They're like one of those bunt and run teams. You know right. I mean? Every now and then they get a big hit and they'd win the game. Right. Yeah, It was right. exciting. So it's just funny that all three years that we, we were, you know, on the podium in the mid Atlantic. It all happened on day five, the last mm-hmm. day. Yeah. So we always fish the last day. It doesn't matter, you know, what the weather is, what's going on. We got to go last day. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, good. We, we call ourselves what the fourth quarter yep. team always, <laughs> you know, and, and literally, you know, in the mid Atlantic this year, we had, um, we had a nice fish on Monday that, that we, we ended up not, we got the release, but we didn't get in the boat. We wanted to measure it. We weren't sure. Then on Tuesday we fished and we got another white marlin that we brought to the scales. It was a little light, but it made length. And we caught that with like 10 minutes to go at lines out. And then on Friday, the last day, the one that we did place in this year, we caught that with, I guess it was maybe like 30 minutes to go. We, we hooked it. And then, so the last two days of the tournament, you know, we're, we're past lines out fighting this fish and we're like, well, we might as well get it in the boat and, you know, make sure it's good. And, you know, I'm looking at it and, and Joey, our mate, who's just awesome. You know, he's like, I don't think that's going to be big enough. And I'm up there. I'm like, I don't think. And then another guy's like, I think it is. And then all of a sudden it comes over the rail and they're like, I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's and I'm, sure. I'm running the boat upstairs. I can't see anything. And I'm yelling down there. Are you sure? Did you yep. measure it twice? <laughs> He'll text me. So on, I'm on land most of the time during these tournaments and he um, will text me from his inreach. And I have like his sister and his wife and everyone's texting me, asking me like, Oh, have you heard anything? Are they going to the scales? And it was like three twenty, and lines are, 3:30, I think, right? And I was like, no, I haven't heard anything. Like, I guess, I guess nothing, nothing's happening. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like, not even a minute later, he texts me. I was like, nope, they're going to the scales. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, yeah. When you see a fish like that come over the rail, like just before it lines out or like right after line, that's when you start cranking the Van Halen, right? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I do a little thunderstruck. Thunderstruck. There you go. Yeah, that and a little simple man. We, we the, those are two of our key songs. We play a lot on the boat. So there you go. So uh, yeah, it's it's it, it's fun. It's a lot of fun and. You know, again, for our whole program, it's just great to be able to, you know, you know, people see the boat and they see, you know, you know, our shirts that everybody wears everywhere and they see, 
you know, a lot about what we do, but, you know, to be able to come up and, and you know, produce and score a point is just mm-hmm. a big deal for the program. Sure. So, I can imagine, you yeah. know, it's yeah. good to win the money. It's all, but it's also great. You know, you start getting calls all over the country, you know, and you know, a lot of our sailfish friends down here start calling and they're saying, mm-hmm. Hey, congrats. You know, they're watching online and they see stuff and, you know, it's good. It's a good feeling. Just to, it's always good to win. Everybody likes to score a point, you know, for sure. So no matter what you're doing, so it's always fun to score. How many tournaments do you guys fish a year, roughly? So we're doing like 20, maybe 22 to 24 tournaments. So, you know, we're, we're, we're getting out, you know, a fair amount. Some of them are smaller, but, you know, for the most part, we try and do all the big ones, you know, mm-hmm. the big ones up in the, the mid-Atlantic. And then obviously down here, you know, we, we like to do the bigger sailfish tournaments, mm-hmm. you know. So obviously we do the Quest for the Crest and the Jimmy Johnson. And mm-hmm. last year we did the Buck Cup. We're going to do that again this year. That was a really good tournament. We enjoyed mm-hmm. that a lot. And uh, totally bummed, though, that, like, we don't have anything in the Keys this year. Yeah, well, I mean... <clears throat> There's big plans for, I, I think with good reason, there's there's some nice things going on with the Hard Rock and the Jimmy Johnson and everything like that. But we're, we're running all the way down. Um, you know, there's territory, I think, to be able to fish down there. It's just yeah, I think you can go to there. Alligator, like Alligator yeah. to like Jupiter or something. Yeah, it's, it's so a it's wide range. So it's going to open up yeah. a lot. But, but you know, we're, we're used to going to the Keys and, you know, we travel a lot, you know, and our, and our, our anglers fly in and out. And you mm-hmm. know, we can talk about our team later because there's, got some phenomenal people that are behind us but um not having that 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 home base in the keys we've had that for the last i guess three or four years where we had a place for a month down there and mm-hmm. you know you, you know you can just kind of roll out of bed at 10 and go mm-hmm. fish for four or five hours and come back and <laughs> yeah, it's easy living you know, yeah. <laughs> keys, keys disease. Yeah. <laughs> i've had the keys disease a bunch so it's like my partner's got his um his his whole boat is named takizi oh, okay i've to, seen he, that yeah yeah he wants to um mix in the whole keys and take it easy kind of thing. So that's like his MO. Right. Yeah. It's but it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a, a big letdown for us because, you know, we always talk about, you know, like we're wrapping up right now up, up in the mid Atlantic and we're always talking about, okay, you know, let's start getting ready for sailfish and heading South and everything else. And, you know, it's, everybody's like, well, so we don't have anything in the keys. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, nah. like maybe we'll, you know, we talked about going to the Tortugas. We've never done that just to go over there and check it Get out. The mutton and everything, you know, like but, yeah. but, you know, we're going to definitely miss not having, you know, some, some structured events in the keys mm-hmm. this year. So, yeah. Cause your summers are primarily back up home, right? We well, do. Most we, your tournaments are up we, that way during the we summer. We do. We start in um, late June, mid mm-hmm. to late June, I guess, somewhere around there. Yeah. And then we roll, you know, we're pretty much done now. We just wrapped up, um, what did we fish last week? We fished the um, oh, oh, the Labor Day, yeah. the, the Labor Day tournament um, okay. for White Marlin. It's a release tournament at home. Um, that wasn't a good one. We saw a lot of fish, but it just it didn't work out. <laughs> that one's overnight. They sleep on the boat out there. So. Yeah, it was an overnighter. So. <laughs> yeah, wow. So, yeah, we had we had uh, some of our good friends come up and fish the White Marlin Open this year. And we've mm-hmm. been we've been leaning on them for like three or four years to bring their boat up and they came out and we were hanging out and, you know, they're like, you guys make this run every day. And I'm like, yeah, it's like, you know, 70, 80, 90 miles. And I can't fish even. all day and turn around and come home and get up in the morning and do it again. Yeah. And, you know, it's like no, here, it's like no here, thanks. it's like here, go, you know, <laughs> run, very spoiled here. Yeah. yeah like yeah. run 70 miles to the Bahamas yeah. and hang out yeah. for a week and come home. And right. You know, and, <laughs> That's yeah. what I was going to say. If you run that far here, you're hitting land on yeah. the other side. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, but it's, you know, that's what we do up there. You know, the canyon runs are, you know, 60 miles to the to the edge pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then if you go out in the deep, you know, you're 70, 80, 
you know, most of the boundaries are a hundred miles from the inlet, Yeah, you know, and if you're fishing back to back days, you know, most of these you come in, but like the last one was an over, they had an overnight option. So we went out and slept on the boat and fired the grill up at night and, you know, put some lines out and dozed off and doesn't, you know. doesn't suck though, Paul. I mean, no, it's, they, it's, you, it's you know, what? <laughs> we were, we were really, things. we were really lucky. We got good weather, um, you know, to do an overnight and, uh, it's amazing. You know, the stars are just, you know, if you, if you haven't been out on the, you know, way out in the ocean in the deep, mm-hmm. you know, at night, it's, it's, a, you know, you lay down, you look up, it's amazing. Yeah. It really is. So. Yeah. That's, I think one of the unique things about where we're at right here is that I don't think there's anywhere uh, up along the East coast that where you can fish so close off the shore than you can right out of Hillsborough Inlet and uh, govern and uh, government cut in Port Everglades. Mm-hmm. Uh, because really, I mean, you're, we're, we're a mile, two miles offshore, and we're got the kites up. Yep, we're ready to roll. Right, you right. know, and even as you go up the coast, the shelf expands, and you got to even go out like you know, St. Augustine, and even as you get closer up to above Jupiter and stuff, you got to even go out even further there. So, yeah, you know, yep. it doesn't get any better as you go up the coast. No, it's I guess it's like what just south of like Jupiter and mm-hmm. Palm Beach from there all the way yep. down to Key West is yep. right, right off the edge. So. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got some plans for the future down here. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, we, there's some really good um, mahi tournaments um, in the summers down here, but you guys are probably so preoccupied up in Maryland. That, and, that's and, the hard thing for us. You know, we've got so much equipment and, and moving around, you know, and we've done that a couple of times. We picked up in the middle of the summer. I think we ran to, we ran to Destin, what, two years ago? Two years ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we picked everything up right in the middle of July, Um you know, loaded everything up on trailers, trucks, everything, and then ran to Destin for a like week or a sh- 10 days or, yeah, something. or a short week, <laughs> you know, for, for an event down there and then turned around and ran right back home and fished another tournament. And, you know, we've done it, you know, we travel up and down the highway a lot and, and it, it's, it's really cool, you know, but it is nice to not have to, you know, take two days to get ready and three days to get there. And then you get there and you takes a day to get yourself unpacked get and ready. tiring after a while. So, so well, yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We just keep going though. Yeah. That's right. I mean, you're following your passion. That's for sure. And you know, with the great things that the FFMD does, um, and with your line with the MDA and, um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that you guys do, not only just fishing around, um, and, you know, raising awareness in there, but there's other things you guys do to promote, um, you know, like with your, some of your raffles and the different things that you guys do. And I wanted you to guys to kind of get into some of the things that you do because I think people need to understand really your organization specifically, which I think is really a great and unique approach um, to how um, you're using this to raise awareness through the fishing tournaments. I think it's amazing. Um, but you guys also take it a step further. Yeah. So <clears throat> to give, like, I guess to give you a little background on the whole thing. So, um, First off, I, I I don't know. There's enough people crazy enough to do what we've done. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's got to be tiring. So they now, say, are be, you going? You you're following them around for, with yeah, all for, these tournaments yeah. as well. She's, yeah. my, she's my handler. I'm his I call her handler. I'm his it's handler. My handler. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. No, but we we go all over. The, we have a lot of fun. But we go all over. I mean, Florida, back to home, back to here, Mississippi, Mississippi. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. We're away from home a lot. Our spouses are very nice to let us yeah, do what imagine. we're doing. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> You know, it's a, a lot of people don't really know, you know, it took 11 months to put this program together mm-hmm. before anybody saw the first FFMD logo. And so, you know, a little bit back on that and, 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 and so forth. So I, I don't know if you know the whole backstory, but I don't, I'd love you to, sh- it's for you so, to share it. So basically back in uh, 2015, 
yeah, 2015 is when this whole thing started as an idea. Mm-hmm. And what happened was, you know, I, I have limb girdle muscular dystrophy. Mm-hmm. So uh, what that is, is that's a, a genetic mutation that uh, impacts basically your hips, quads, and your shoulders, you know, your, your trunk muscles, for lack of a better word. It's called limb girdle. So uh, those muscles in my body are deteriorating. Basically, they're they're wearing out and, you know, eventually – you know, they'll be, they'll be gone or they won't function or whatever it may be. So back in 2015, I was, um, heading off to work one day and, you know, those people that know me, I I work a lot. I put a lot of drive into what I do. I've got another business at home that I started 20, I don't know, six years ago. Great, phenomenal people that are running that for me to allow me to do this now. And uh, so I was going to work one morning and I'm, I'm leaving the house and, you know, I've been struggling with this disease a lot and total denial. I mean, that's like one of the things we talked about last night. Mm. MDA is doing a spotlight on what we're doing. You know, they've done a bunch of them, but I think what was that that I brought up? The like what was the hardest thing you've ever done or something? I yeah, think it was, and it was the... like to admit that I have muscular dystrophy. Really? So Because I was hiding it, and okay. I, I didn't realize, you know, I have this goofy gait and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. now I laugh about it. But back then, everybody knew there was an issue, but I wouldn't, you know, I acted like there wasn't. And I was in total denial. Um, How long ago was this? So... I started having symptoms back in like the early 2000s, so maybe 16, 17 years ago. Wow. And uh, I tell a funny story like, like so I'm, I'm playing on like a neighborhood softball team, you know, so, so I get up and I hit the ball and, you know, I run to first base and I'm safe and all that. And later in the day, one of my neighbors comes up to me and he says, hey, I think, I think you need to go see this doctor. And I'm like, for what? And he says, you know, just the way your knees are, he says, I think you've got like something wrong with your knees. And I said, uh, no, I'm, I was safe. I'm good. <laughs> you know, and, and he said, no, I think you should go. So I went in and I saw a doctor and, um, and talked to him a little bit. And, and, you know, back then I call it like the pre, I guess, pre Google days or whatever it was. It was like the dial up America online yep. days. And I remember uh, them all too. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and this doctor says to me, he says, well, I think you've either got a, uh, neurological issue or a muscular mm-hmm. problem going on. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'm a big boy, you know, lay it on me. You know, what do you think? He's like, well, if it's neurological, I think you've, you've, you may have ALS. And if it's muscular, you may have muscular dystrophy. So I go home. That's all they told me. I go home. I've got two kids at this point. Uh, I've got four, you know, total now, but I go home and, and, uh, get on America online and I do the dial up and I punch in ALS. I don't even know that it's, it must have taken forever to find out. (laughs) (laughs) But but I don't even know that that's Lou Gehrig's disease. So I read up on Lou Gehrig's disease and I'm like, I'm going to die like in six months. Like, like, you know, this is, I can't even imagine news like that. So you're even thinking that, so, you know, I mean, fortunately, you know, through other testing and going to like Johns Hopkins and other places that I go to, I found out that it was a muscular disorder, not a neurological disorder. So, um, still living in denial though. So, you know, fast forward to 2015, I'm going to work one morning, you know, and I got my stuff in the kitchen or whatever. And I walk out into the garage and, uh, clip my toes on the threshold into the garage door. You know, it's two or three steps up, you know, from the house down to the garage and I go flying, you know, face first, right into the ground, you know, faces all cut up, my clothes ripped. And, you know, I get in the car and I just have a meltdown. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, people always talk about, like, when you see people about having these, um, like, moments, I mm-hmm. guess. Well, that was really my moment. So I'm sitting there. I'm in the car. I'm emotional. My wife comes out. You know, she's she's awesome. I mean, she's, like, to put up with me doing all this, she's really good. <laughs> um, and... uh 
she says, well, you okay? Or what's wrong? And I said, you know what? I'm done. And she's like, what do you mean? I said, I just, I don't care anymore about anything. I'm done. Like, like, I don't want to do anything. I didn't even know what to do. So what do I do? I go to work. (laughs) So I walk into work, my face is all cut up and they're like, Oh, you, what happened? I'm like, I took another fall. They're used to seeing that stuff. And, um, so two days later I get a phone call from a really good friend of mine. And this is kind of how this whole FFMD thing started. And he calls me from Ohio and he's talking to me. He's kind of like a, a good friend. He's an advisor, one of the smartest guys that I know. I always lean on him for a lot of advice and help. And he says, he just calls out of the blue and he says, Hey, how are things going? And I said, you know, things are going, you know, they're going well, you know, and he's like, how's the family? And I said, the family's great. How's business? I said, business is awesome. You know? And then finally he goes, how are you doing? And I said, you know, I'm not really doing that well at all. And he says, well, what, what's going on? So I tell him about falling and, you know, which is like a hundred, the hundredth fall, you know, I mean, this is like, I've learned how to fall, you know, I could probably play football cause I know how to fall now and not get hurt. <laughs> well, I get hurt, but not too bad. Yeah. But, um, so, um, he says to me, he says, he says, uh, you put a business plan together like three years ago or two years ago to build an offshore competitive fishing team. And it was not aligned with MDA at all at the time. Mm-hmm. He said, whatever happened with that? And I said, I don't know. I put it on the shelf and, you know, I just got busy and you know, I was coaching sports. I coached my kids in sports, you know, I'm running a business, you know, we're, you know, fishing at home. We had a, you know, a 30 foot center console back then. And, you know, not the big one that we have now, but, and, um, he says, have I ever hung the phone up on you? And I'm like, what? And he goes, dreams expire. And he hangs the phone up and I'm just sitting there holding the phone. I'm like, did, did he just hang the phone up <laughs> Wow, on me? You know, I mean, he's older than I am. You know, you look up to him, sure. you know, and I'm like, this guy just hung the phone up on me. I've known this guy for 20 years. Like no way. So like what, two days later go by and, um, I'm scratching my head, you know, like I can't get this out of my mind. I'm, and if you get to know me, like if I decide I'm going to do something, oh, doing it. All in. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> matter. I mean, yeah. we're, we're, we're doing it. It's happening. <laughs> you, you and I are very similar like that. Yeah. So, you know, like we'll talk about things and she's like, well, we should do this. I'm like, no, I already decided we're doing it this way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She'll try and change. Well, you change it sometimes, but yeah. my mind. Yeah, that's how we were with this podcast. I told my wife, I'm like, I'm going to do a podcast. She's like, oh, she rolls her eyes. Like, here we go. Right. And, and then a couple of friends are like, oh, you're just going to do it on your laptop with a little webcam. I said, <laughs> I don't roll like that, man. Sorry. We're, we're, yeah. yeah. It is, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we'll be looking at the team and I, I'll be looking and we're like, just let it, we're rolling with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyhow, so, so I'm sitting there and, you know, you know, just kind of stewing on this whole thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, now I'm coming to grips a little bit that I got muscular dystrophy. You know, I got, I'm, you know, I, I still am in denial. I'm still in denial. Well, still to this day. Oh, no, no, no. This is back in, okay. in 2015. Okay. So in uh, April of 2015, Right after this fall and after the, uh, this guy hung, a, hung the phone up on me, I, I decided I'm going to write a letter to the CEO of MDA. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not registered with MDA, you know, in their clinical program. Uh, I don't really know much about them other than I remember as a kid, my grandmother would always make me watch the telethon. And maybe there was like some crazy vibe because she used to make us sit in front of the TV and watch mm-hmm. it. And of course, <laughs> I didn't even think about it until later when I got involved with M- MDA. And, uh, so I write a letter to the CEO, I call MDA and I say, uh, I have a letter that I want to send to, to the CEO of MDA. Where do I send it? Arizona or Chicago? I, don't, I just found those addresses online. I don't even know where they are. And so they're like, no, they're in Chicago, send it there. So I write a letter and I just say, you know, this is, you know, who I am, Paul Robertson, you know, a little bit about me, you know, you know, family of, you know, four kids, coach sports, you know, built a business, successful business. 
um, you know, good at building teams, have a passion for, for boating and fishing, and I have muscular dystrophy. And that was kind of like probably the first, one of the first where I said, you know, like put it on paper, I have muscular dystrophy. Yeah. And uh, so I wrote this letter, and I said, I have this crazy idea. Well, I didn't say crazy. I have this idea. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> Listen, I'm nuts. <laughs> Certifiably, no doubt. <laughs> and and I wrote this letter, and I sent it to him, and, and I said, uh, I have this idea. And I had had this business plan put together to try and do a, a, a competitive offshore fishing team anyhow from a couple of years before. So I had some graphics done. Um, and at the time I was talking, I, I, I had this idea that we were going to get, like, like, and I'll tell about the FFMD. FFMD wasn't even like the deal. It was like a placeholder. The, it was going to be fishing for muscular dystrophy. And we were trying to make it like the Verizon fishing for muscular dystrophy or the state farm. We were talking, okay. I was talking to some of them, kind of like the hood of the NASCAR is the side of the boat mm-hmm. kind of idea. And uh, so anyhow, so I write this letter and I said, I have this idea that to build this fishing team and align ourselves with corporate sponsorships and help raise awareness and, and funds for muscular dystrophy. No idea how that's going to work. So I, I fire off this letter, you know, send it off Federal Express to the uh, to the uh, CEO. And in the letter, I said, I'm going to call you in a week and I'll come out at my own expense to Chicago and meet with you and we'll put a plan together. So I, I FedEx this thing to him, you know, and I get the, the ding like the next day at noon that it was delivered on my phone or whatever the the alert. So I'm like, all right, well, I got a call in a week. So I go back to work. I'm, you know, doing my my day job or whatever. And uh, then I go home later in the day, and, you know, I'm home at like 5, 6, 7 o'clock, whatever it is at night. I look down on my phone, and there's an email from the Muscular Dystrophy Association, like that day. And all it says is, we received your package. We love this idea. We Frankly, we don't understand it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but can you call us tomorrow? And I'm like, wow. Like, so Solid response. So that's April of 2015. So, so I start talking with the MDA. I think it was all by phone. I can't remember if I went out. I don't think I did. I think it was all phone. But anyhow, so I start talking with them, and we start crafting a formal, um, we call it a strategic alliance agreement. Mm-hmm. So we start crafting an agreement that we're going to, you know, raise funds and, you know, the percentages they're going to get, and we're going to co-brand with them. It's not going to cost them any money at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to put this thing together. Now, remember, we have no boat. Right. We have no logo. Just some I mean, idea. We have this Paul is, Robertson. This is, <laughs> this is, yeah, this is just, you know, Dr. Jacqueline and, that is and Hyde so over cool. here. So, so we that's put, faith right there. Oh, yeah. So, that's great. So that's April. And then um, August, we, we consummate an agreement. So I, I won't forget a good friend of mine that I fish a lot with. We're fishing the White Marlin Open. And it, I think it was August the 3rd. It was Monday on, I think that's what it was, on the fifth, uh, 2015. And we're coming through the inlet in Ocean City. You know, and offshore there, it's not like here. Down here, you've got your cell phone, and, mm-hmm. you know, you're right out on the ledge, and everybody's telling everybody. Up there, you know, you get out there. There's no service. Yeah. So we're coming in. I turn my phone on. I look up, and I see, you know, attached is a signed, executed agreement with the MDA. So that's August. So April to August, just to get, just to get like, a formal agreement. So now, now we're sitting there like, okay, well, now what do we do? We don't have a boat, you know, we don't have a sponsor. So what we start, um, I guess in November I came to the Fort Lauderdale boat show. Mm-hmm. So, so I, um, I had like one polo shirt with a logo and, uh, and a letter from the MDA saying that we had this formal alliance, uh, put together. God, their, their support sounds like it was just so crucial to making this. Happen. Oh, it, it, we That's wouldn't amazing. be, we wouldn't be here without it. I That's mean, and, awesome. and again, it was no monetary, you know, they haven't spent, 
10 cents. No. They haven't spent anything yeah. at all. Just their confirmation. So just to have them yeah. on board. On an, as, as a national level charity to right. be backing the program or the idea of the program. Because really, it's not even a program at this point. It's... Oh, well, it is. It's crazy. <laughs> At that point, it's an idea with a polo shirt. Right. Yeah. So, so in November, I go to the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show with one of my good friends, and we come down here. And, you know, so now I'm, I don't even know how old I am, whatever I am. I'm seasoned, I guess, experienced, mm-hmm. <laughs> gray hair, whatever. And and I, I go to the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show with, with a polo on and a letter. And I'm literally, like, knocking on doors. So we met, you know, I talked with 11 boat manufacturers, and – you know, some of the, all the, the big ones that we know, you know, we all know down here, you know, went and talked to them and just said, hey, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And shook their hand, walked up and said, I have this program I'm building. And yeah, I think some of them were looking, you know, like, oh, there's another guy who wants a free boat. You know, and it, it wasn't looking for a free boat. You know, it was looking for a partner, really, right. at the end of the day. So ironically, the Annapolis Boat Show, a couple of weeks before, one of my good friends was with uh, Everglades had just come out with this 435 that we run now. And he's like, you got to talk to this guy, Paul. So I, I did talk to them. I had a meeting set up with uh, Everglades down here at the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show. And the guy that we were meeting with, you know, they, they're like, he's going to give you like 30 seconds. That's all you're going to get. But mm-hmm. he knows about it and just talk to him. Well, it's the, he's the last boat company we meet with. Okay. The 11th one, the last day of the show. So I walk in and I sit down. They're like, okay, you got, you got one minute. So I just start talking. Hour and 45 minutes later, we're still sitting there talking. <laughs> and, I love it. And, and there was another, like, real prominent boat company that we really – I really wanted to do this with. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're really good people. I mean, I know some of the people there. I know some people that run their boat. And, and you know, they were like, well, you know, here's – you know, we can make you a deal on this boat, a little bit of a, a, little bit of a help to, to help you get going and all that good stuff. But, but Everglades was like – you know, or what, when I said to the other company, well, what do you want, what do you want to do to co-brand and co-market? And they said, well, the only thing we don't want you to do is don't take our logo off the side of the boat. Right. But Everglades was like, Hey, here's what we want to do. We have a great dealer network. We want to get you engaged with the dealer network. We want you to come to our, you know, boat shows with us. We want you to, you know, get engaged socially, you know, social media with us. And it just felt like, you know, things just happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was the last one came together and it's been a great relationship. Yeah. We've met so many good people and, you know, they're from their dealers to the manufacturers. And so we put that whole deal together. That was in, um, well, what he said, he says, come to the factory next Tuesday. So I'm like, all right. You know, so I show up at the factory and Everglades is like on the low end of the list. They're not even like on the top end of what we were looking for originally. Mm-hmm. And so I go to the factory and I sit down and we talk a whole bunch more. And literally we, we wrote an order up on the boat that afternoon and, you know, they did some really good favorable things to help us. And they reached out to some key, like Yamaha and a couple of the yep. other key people and said, hey, we're getting behind this. We don't do a lot of charity stuff, but this is this is what we're going to do. And we want you guys involved. So that was in um, November. November of 15. And then we built, so we started building this boat. Well, after the August was executed, now you're in November. This, so that happened that quickly. So from April to November now he has... We have so a from boat. <laughs> a, you started the talk with MDA in April. Wow, that's quick. Yeah, that's great. So then, so then in uh, that's November. The boat they start building the boat in December. Well, everybody's didn't realize like my passion and my drive and the mm-hmm. way I do things. So I'm I'm like now living in New Smyrna Beach because I want to be there every day when they build the boat. And you know they're like, you got to get out of here. Let us build this boat. I'm like, well, wait a minute, so let's talk good. about this piece. He's been over kicked here. out of the Everglades factory multiple times. Yeah. Not really, but but they they, they they give us a big welcome yeah. when we come in. And then by the time we're done, they're like, all right, you got enough. Time for you yeah. to leave. Hey, Paul, you want to go to lunch? Come on, let's go. But um, 
But no, they they've been just I, I couldn't have asked for a better partner, you know, with Everglades. They've been great. And uh so that was that was uh you know, December now they're building the boat. And uh and then we we put it in the water. Well, you know, we launched it to Jimmy Johnson in mm-hmm. um March of 2016. So April, you know, April I take the fall, I have the meltdown, I say I'm done. You know, the phone gets hung up on me. You know, we get a letter to MDA. August, we we uh, we get the uh, agreement. November, we're meeting with boat companies, and now March, eleven months later, you know, the boat's done. So I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do. So I end up calling. You know, I'm looking at all these tournaments in Florida. I remember we're from Maryland. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we've come down here, chartered boats. You know, we rented a house for a couple of weeks. We fish down here, but I'm like, well, we got to go. We got to go sail fishing. So, yep. so I'm like where do we want to launch? So I just kind of start looking and, you know, looking at when the boat's going to be completed and, and all of that good stuff. I'm like, well, Jimmy Johnson just makes sense. And, you know, Hey, he's a football guy. I'm a Redskin fan, but you know, everything's, everything's good. This could be cool. You're a Redskin fan. He's a <laughs> so, cowboy coach. That's cool. So he was on the boat that year. So it was kind of cool. You know, he got on the boat with us. And, uh, so we reached out to, you know, Valerie and Todd at, at um, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, two of my group. favorite people on the planet. They're, they're awesome. Yeah. They, they really are. And reached out to them and, I call. I remember I called and I said, I think I talked to Valerie first, and she's like, "You got to talk to Todd." So I talked to Todd, and mm-hmm. I'm like, "Hey, we have this new program. You know, this is who I am with Musgrave." And I think he's like, "What?" Like, I'm like, "We're just looking for somewhere to launch this thing." So, uh, so anyhow, they were really accommodating, you yep. know, to us, and you know, they've got some other boat brand sponsors, so we, you know, had to make sure we weren't, you know, you know, we didn't want to come in there, you know, you know, blowing a, a horn and everything for Everglades too mm-hmm. much, and. You know, but they they were really accommodating, and and we launched there, and and I think it was it was funny because you know we did that, and then we did the final sale in Key West right after that, and that was April, and then I think we yeah we left and we went back to Maryland to fish a, a tournament on Chesapeake Bay, but you know we're I think the the first year you know when we're doing like the Jimmy Johnson and the final, sale, I think people are looking like what 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 is this? This Who is are like, these people? Yeah. yeah, and and I I even that's think, good though. Well, I think there yeah. was even a lot of like like doubt. There was a lot because you know, like you, you got to pay your dues. At the this end, this is the day. an interesting industry in that respect. Yeah, you know, I experienced that too early on. You know what I mean? It, as much as I think that I can draw a fish or whatever like that, you, you try to break the seal in this industry. It's a difficult thing to do, but once you do, it's good. I mean, everyone knows yeah. everyone, so you know, That's how many what friends I mean. that we've yeah. made over this. Now that they are, you know, we are friends with them, but you know, trying to break into that is is yeah. tough. It's tough, and I think if you're genuine, like I know you guys are then I think that's really all you need to be. You need to be passionate and genuine. And I think it's going to go a long way in this industry. Well, and I think that's really where we got probably, probably like into the next year, like down here in South Florida, especially, you know, we just, we just showed up and went out and, you know, I joke around here. We're the misfits coming from Maryland. <laughs> you know, we're the dead baiters out of, out of uh, Maryland coming down here, learning how to live bait kite fish. Mm-hmm. You, know? <laughs> you know, I broke a few antennas. I wrapped a few kites off, you yeah. know, I mean, we, hey, we, it happens, hey, right? we did it, you know, <laughs> you know and uh, it, it's, it's funny there. Uh, you know, we talked earlier about like cell phones and they always joke around. Cause you know, I, you know, I've run the boat. I mean, you know, first off, you know, I, I love to fish, but mm-hmm. obviously with my legs, you know, I'm not the guy that's going to run around the boat when it's rough out and, mm-hmm. you know, be able to get that fish. So you yeah. got the sea keeper, right? Oh, on the new boat. Yeah. yeah. Game changer. Yeah, for sure. Total, isn't it? Not just a game changer, like for everybody, but I mean, even like think about people with disabilities or, mm-hmm. I mean, wow. And, and, and even like now it's funny cause I, I'll turn it yeah, off. Yeah, I'll turn it off and see how long it takes for us to notice that he's turned yeah. it off. And now, you know, I'll be, up, I'll be upstairs running the boat, which is a whole nother story. How, the, how I get up there, but 
I'll be up front on the boat and, uh, you know, I'll reach up on the dash and I'll like, all right, you know, hit the Garmin screen, turn this off. Uh-huh. You know, now they don't even say anything now. They just go to the helm and they turn, turn it back, back on. on. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it, it, it is, and, and I'm 50% or more or less fatigued getting off the boat, you know, and, and mm-hmm. we put sea deck on this boat too, you know, the flooring. So, yep. um, but between that and, and the sea keeper, you know, I can remember getting off the boat before like, oh, okay, now, you know, are we going to go to dinner tonight? Like, you yeah. know, you know, can I just like sit out now? It's like, it's, you, you don't even feel tired. So that's outstanding. Yeah. It's, it's a definite game changer, but, um, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I forgot where I was. I, I'll ramble. You gotta, that's okay. Be careful. That's okay. Um, you guys, I want to talk about the raffles a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, like kind of like just moving into some of that stuff, because you guys, how many boats do you guys raffle off a year? We're doing our third, third one third now. One. That's great. So, mm-hmm. so we, um, so that's when we first started this whole thing, and it was funny. We were in the Keys last year, and I don't know. I pulled out a folder of some paperwork, and I had a document that I did with MDA when we were doing that agreement that said, "What does this program look like in three years?" Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like the three-year plan or the three-year vision, and um, we we started going through it. And I don't even think some of you had even seen it. Yeah, and. Excuse me. And um, so we started reading. It was like, wow, we did that. And mm-hmm. we've done that. And we're working on that. And we haven't done this one yet. But, but you know, there's a lot that we had there done. There was a lot, yeah. And um, so, but one of the things that that I set out to do when I first started this, this whole program was I wanted to build an inshore fishing team and a freshwater bass team. And I wanted to find somebody that had muscular dystrophy that was – passionate about that type of fishing because i like the offshore stuff mm-hmm. but um it was passionate about that that then they could run the ffmd inshore team and the ffmd freshwater bass team so that was kind of like one of the visionary pieces so i was talking with everglades i forgot where we were probably at some bar in the middle of the night or whatever <laughs> you know had <laughs> to get out place to be you know it's well, we have a saying it's 11 o'clock again and we're getting up at four right <laughs> well maybe we're it's not always 11 o'clock <laughs> yeah so um but we were sitting there talking about everything and and uh, somehow we came up with this idea. We started talking about the inshore program, and then, and then it was like, why don't we raffle a boat off? I think one of the guys from Everglades said that, and I'm like, well, yeah, that sounds good to me, you know. And it was like everything. It's like, how do you make it work? You right. know, how do you do this? So, so three years ago, we built, um, you know, they, it's a 243 Everglades. It's, I guess, a cross between a bay boat and a. It, you still run the reef on it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it rides amazingly well. And um, so we built that and we launched this raffle. So basically, you know, we went to MDA and we said, hey, we're going to we're going to put this raffle together and uh, we're going to raise money and then we're going to write a check to you at the end. But, you know, we want you to help us push it out across the country, too. And and, you know, work together. You know, we're mm-hmm. all about working together in partnerships and and so forth. So so we built that boat. And what did we do? We did like tw- we sold like 2,000 tickets. Yeah, 2,000. Yeah. I think it was 2,000 tickets, tickets the first year. Wow, that's great. So, so at 100 bucks a ticket, you know, yeah. so we raised a couple hundred thousand dollars. Um, you know, and, and we took that boat, we we took it to boat shows and we gave it away at our, our gala. We'll talk about our gala too, because we have mm-hmm. a big fundraising gala that we do every year, which is our biggest fundraising event that we do. And um, so we gave that away. And then last year we built one and we gave it away at the Fort Lauderdale boat show. Mm-hmm. So we also got a truck thrown in last year, you know, so we got a Ford F-150 truck that came in with it and we gave, you know, gave that away. And then we're doing that again this year now. So, um, 
we've got the current boat now that we got in, when did we get that? We got it. We launched it at our, uh, oh, it was our at muscle, the classic, muscle class. So so April. Yeah. April. April. Yep. Right. How soon can people buy tickets for that? So um, as soon as we launch it, so we launch it in April, so they can buy them right now. Okay. So um, and what website know. do they go to to do that? FFMD, so, FFMDRaffle.org. Okay, right. FFMDRaffle.org. We'll right. flash that on the screen. Yeah, right that'd now, be great. So, and they yeah. can go to our, our, our main website. There's a link there too. But, you know, we run a standalone website with a group out of Arizona that does, you know, nonprofit fundraiser. So okay. we let them handle the whole back end, you sure. know, let them do what, what we don't do best. Smart, yeah. smart yeah. Moves, sir. <laughs> so we is, sell tickets. This is what I want. Yeah, we just spread the word yeah. on it. But uh, yeah. so, so we'll, um, you know, it's pretty cool. And, you know, last year was really cool um, at the Fort Lauderdale boat show. Cause we had a, a, a girl who has muscular dystrophy, pull the, pull the name. Actually we did the first year too at the gala. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had, um, and there's, there's some video of that online on our Facebook page and everything else, but you know, and, and we're really transparent, you know, like I, I, I joke around a little bit, a lot of people we know support us and buy tickets cause you know, either mm-hmm. they like us or believe in us or, you know, whatever it may be. But both of the first year raffle winners, we didn't know. They bought online yeah. and one, the first guy was from Florida and the second guy last year, Arthur, was from New Orleans. So, okay. and both bought tickets online. We have never Beautiful. met them until we saw them at the factory. Beautiful. I want to interject something real quick um, that I, I want to kind of speak to the audience real quick um, about giving, which I think is really important and which I don't think enough people do. And we recently had a situation here with the Abaco situation, with the hurricane that came in, and really to see how the outpouring of give was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but going above and beyond that and giving in general, when you buy things for yourself, it makes you feel good. Right. But to me, that can be fleeting. Right. When you give and you truly give intrinsically to someone, to me, there is no better feeling than that. There's no greater value, um, than that. When you truly feel like you're helping someone for a cause. Right. And which I firmly believe that you guys are helping for a cause. Um, you know, and again, I'm speaking to the audience. It's important in this world that we give and we support for people that are going through things that we can't even fathom. I, I just want to break it down real quick and just say that to everybody. So when they see things like tickets and boats and things like that, ultimately I want people to understand that they're giving and they're not receiving. Someone may win a boat, but they're giving and they're helping and they're supporting. So that's my rant. Yeah. So. I, I, no, and that, and that's a good point because I always tell people like anybody who's around me with this raffle, you know, we get everything. It's a hundred bucks a ticket, you know? Okay. You know, it's a lot of money to some people, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, people budget, they have families and, and everything else. But at the end of the day, people will come up and we've heard everything from, Oh, it's way too much. And, you know, oh, I have to pay taxes on it. And I'm, I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's a $150,000 package or whatever it may be. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, but I look at them and I say, you know what? Don't buy a ticket because you think you might win. It's, you know, right? what, what we do with the proceeds out of our boat raffle, we're real big proponents of the kids. So MDA has a great summer camp program for kids with muscular dystrophy. And as a matter of fact, I met Tiffany yep. originally at an MDA summer camp in 2015. 15, yeah. Yeah, 15. So but before, you were already working with MDA So Yeah, this? so I worked with MDA for, I guess, well, 15, so four year, four or five years prior to meeting him. Okay. Um, I ran the local D.C. office, in obviously in D.C., and that's how I met him because he came. The national office team was like, oh, we have this guy with this fishing team This was idea. when we were negotiating the yeah, agreement. It was wasn't no even boat, done. Yeah, right. so, this yeah. Was, so this was – 
in between, so this would have been June, in between the initial letter he sent and the official agreement they had. So um, they asked me to show him around summer camp because MDA hosts a summer camp across the country for kids uh, with muscular dystrophy. It's barrier-free, so they can do anything that you imagined you did or your kids have done at summer camp. Mm -hmm. These kids can do, um, you know, adapted to their abilities. So swimming, zip lining, arts and crafts, karaoke, any summer camp, it's a normal summer camp. It's just adaptable. Um, for the kids in chairs or with different mobility issues. So um, he came down because we have a sponsor day and we invite all of our sponsors who help uh, support the summer camp. Um, they're, they're like, hey, this crazy guy's going to come down. <laughs> yeah. Now, again, again no, no logo, no boat, no. nothing. Just this yeah. idea. He came, I think we just talked about this morning. He showed up in a red polo. and you know, We don't I, have any red in our collars either. <laughs> yeah. um, so I showed him around the summer camp and, you know, he, he had muscular dystrophy, but until you really experience summer camp at MDA, it is – life-changing experience like if mm-hmm. i encourage anyone who's listening if they have there's local summer camps all across the yeah, country what is there like 60 camps or 60 or 70 camps i mean it's is three. there a master website for that well if you go to mda.org mda.org there okay. they have a summer uh, summer camp tab that you can check out and i mean they're always looking for supplies and volunteers but honestly just going down there and experiencing it if it's something that you're looking to align yourself with maybe you don't give or you have you don't have a cause that's particular to you mm-hmm. visiting an mda summer camp is i'm not kidding life-changing but, um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah so there, there's usually degree. like 50 kids and they go for a week and okay. it's no cost to the parents, no cost to the families. So one-to-one counselor ratio. And you know, a lot of these kids have, you know, one-to-one, one-to-one. Every that counselor, is phenomenal. every counselor yeah. has a, I mean, every camper has a my daughter, volunteer. My daughter was a counselor, uh, not this past summer, this summer but, before. Yeah. So every camper right. has their own individual counselor that's a voluntarily voluntarily assigned to them they sleep on the floor next to them well right? no they have beds but they they, uh, <laughs> they don't let me in the cabin at night or get out of the cabin but they do have bunks um and so you know they sleep in the same cabin so it'll it'll be anywhere from i don't know six to ten kids with their counselors in the same well, cabin and a lot of those kids need help through the night they right so a turned. lot of them can't roll over themselves so you know you can't sleep in the same spot Every night forever, right. you get bed sores, you know, um, so the counselors have to wake up multiple times and turn their kids or a lot of these people, uh, the kids need toileting and shower needs and feeding. And I mean, and these are seven, you have to be 17. So these are college age kids volunteering an entire week of their summer to go take care of a child that's, you know, in need of uh, of, a, of an experience that every kid should get at summer camp. Um, wow. So it's, it's, it's an amazing experience. And he had never been, I mean, he was just new to the disease. And I met Sam too. And, Sam, and he's passed away now. We were just talking about that too. Cause that was like the first, he was like the first kid with muscular dystrophy I met. Yeah. And uh, he was amazing. You know, mm-hmm. amazing kid. There's a picture on our Facebook page of me with Sam yeah. in that red shirt. That's how you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> and these kids, I mean, when you walk into camp, it's not a sad camp at all. I mean, these kids are living and having fun. It's not depressing. It's not a sad yeah, feeling when out. you walk in. Yeah. They're breaking out. For um, sure. Yeah. And a lot of, and, on the flip side, a lot of this, it's a respite for the parents because these kids, a lot of these kids have full-time care needs all year. So mom and dad don't get to go on a vacation or a date night or sleep through the night. Um, that was the first thing I thought of when <clears> you started saying that they have to get turned and everything like through the night and all the care mm-hmm. that they need. My first thought as a parent was like, man, what a toll that must be on the parents too. Yes. You know? Um I'm not a parent, so I don't know, but I know I can imagine being a parent is a very selfless job to begin with. But right. then to have a kid who um, can't dress themselves, can't eat, and needs to be fed through a G-tube or right. wake up in the middle of the night. I mean, even just getting to and from school and activities and all of that stuff, it's just a very different role. Um, so this week is also a week for them to just have me time um, while the kids are also having an amazing experience at camp. 
It's great. And, and that's that's a lot of the money that we raise. We we direct, you know, you can direct funds when you give to certain charities. Oh, you, you can. Know? So we want to direct okay. that money. You know, and MDAs come to me a lot and said, hey, don't you want to do like a limb girdle muscular dystrophy, you know, um, um, what's the word? Like, I a, like a program or yeah. whatever for the fund. Cause like a we research could, program. Yeah, we can say, hey, you know, program. I have limb girdle. My sister, you know, has limb girdle also. Oh, she does. She does, yeah. So she's 11 years younger than I am, and we both share this disease. Um, oh, and um, she lives near the Everglades factory now, which is another story. <laughs> a, a, a road trip together, brother and sister, yeah. which was pretty funny the whole way. Uh, she ends up moving, you know, down right near the Everglades factory, but on the spot, pretty much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, no, she's wonderful too. And uh, but no, the so you know, we'll direct, we like to direct a lot of our money, and then we go to the summer camp. So, and our team goes, and right. you know, it's we, I know we've got some really cool video too of uh, the one camp two years ago when the kids were catching bass in the pond and yeah, all that. So we, and it, well, I was going to say too, I, I just got this email and I, I actually, I think you resp- replied to the guy today. Uh, we got an email from a guy, where's he in like Michigan? Min- he's or, like Minneapolis, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get about 250 or 300 emails a year from people with muscular dystrophy looking for inspiration for help. And that's kind of how you know we got together too, because I was overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. You know, I created, I call it, you know, created the tiger by the tail kind of thing. Yep. But um, we got an email from him, what, like a week or two ago. And he's mm-hmm. like, hey, I have all these fishing rods and fishing gear. Do you know anywhere that I could donate this? And, and you know, first thing I was like, you know, well, let's send us some pictures so we can just see, you know, is it offshore? Is it inshore? We don't know what it is. And it's, you know, like a bunch of Zebcos and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And and uh, he wanted to donate, what, in Michigan or Wisconsin? or Yes, yeah, I think Minneapolis is where yeah. So at. So Tiffany now is reaching out mm-hmm. to, what, MDA camp counselors there to get all that stuff donated to the summer camp program right. up there. Yeah. So, so that's, 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 that's the great. kind of stuff that you don't even see, you know, that's not like on our, here's our report, what we raised and donated, you know, that's things like that are happening every week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that why I doing. think it was important. That's why I asked the question, because I know there's other things that you guys do beyond, you know, because I don't want people to think, oh, they're just fishing for free all around the country. Right. Well, that's way <laughs> no, more than that. Yeah, I spent a lot of money. Yeah, I'm sure. It's definitely not you for know? free, that's yeah. for sure. But. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't want anyone to <laughs> yeah. ever get that idea in their head. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the fishing is the face of the program, obviously, because right. that's the name. That's our name. Um, but there's so many other things we do, like the boat raffle. We also, we have the gala that him and his sister chair, um, um, up in DC that we're, we do every November and, um, we've got his other business, um, hosts a golf tournament and we donate back to MDA for that. We did our muscle classic for the first year yep. our fishing tournament down here. The muscle classic. Yep. <laughs> Which you, you know, was an awesome part of it. So, um, That's good stuff. there's way more than just yeah. a bunch of guys on a boat catching fish, um, and going on a podium with a check and, and promoting that on social media. There's so much more behind it That's that we're awesome. doing. And, and, you know, when, when you start a new business, and really that's what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, any organization to me is a business, whether sure. it's for-profit, non-profit, you know, whatever it may be. But when you start it, you have this grand, grandiose idea. You know, like for us, it was a Fortune 500 company fishing team for muscular dystrophy. You know, the mm-hmm. FFMD was like a placeholder, and it stuck. You know, <laughs> that, that everybody knows nobody knows fishing for MD like they know FFMD. But um you know, you lay a plan out and you got to adapt and you got to change. And that's kind of what we went through. Um, we were sitting in, we, we were sitting at the Fort Lauderdale boat show. Tiffany was working for MDA still. And this was 2000. This was two shows ago. So this has been 17, 17. And, and so she, I said, you need to, you need to come to the Fort Lauderdale boat show. And um, so Tiffany was probably like the person at MDA outside of the, 
I call it corporate or headquarters that we work with the most. So she would come to some of our events and the tournaments. I think you came to Ocean City a couple of times. Yeah. And, but you also chaired the gala and we ran the gala out of oh, our that, office. So. Yeah, so that that was, we'll talk about that when you guys came to me. And I'm like, nope, can't take anything <laughs> else on. And here we are, neck deep again, tiger by the tail. But um, but so we're sitting at uh, like the, the little hotel bar or whatever, you know, and, and, and we're talking. And, and I don't know, I said something like, you know, what do you like to do the most? She says, yeah, I really like the events. And I'm like, well, we need, we got a lot of events, you know, a lot of good stuff. <laughs> yep. And, um, I think it was, so that was, that would have been November mm-hmm. and we were kind of like teeing each other up for her to leave MDA and come work with us. But what was it? Maybe like, it would have have been like six um, months later. I think we first started talking about it in April. Cause I remember I was on my way to a different event at MDA when we were having these conversations about uh, what was going to happen. So I think it was probably four or five months later that we started actually talking about it maybe. Right. And then, so, but I remember sitting at that bar in Lauderdale talking and then in the spring we start talking more. And then I can't remember what it was. It was something, uh, Oh, I know what it was. MDA called Tiffany and they said, Hey, we want to give you this national promotion. And she calls me and she's like, I don't know what to do because I don't know that that's what I want to do. And I, well, I told him, I said, if I'm, if I take this role, the events that you and I currently work on, it's Done. no longer because I'm yeah. going to be a more regional oh, yeah. position. We're not, not going to work together. Right. Order. I was right. going to oversee. So feet to the fire a little bit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right? So it was kind of yeah. like, and I told him, I said, I'm not going to take this promotion in the company I've been with for seven years at this point now. Um, and then in six months, we decide that this is going to be a move that we want to make. And I'm going to leave in six months because that's just not. Well, so yeah. then, so then you turned it down, and then they gave you another national promotion, like two weeks later. You got a good one. And, it sounds well, like. And then she calls me. And she's. Have you ever seen Fill the Boot, where the firefighters are in the intersection? Yes. Yes. So that's a big fundraiser for MDA. The Fill the Boot, um, the International Association of Firefighters, mm-hmm. is, is a one of their biggest. Yeah, that's sixty-five years this year, I think. Fundraising. So, so, so um, they wanted to make her in charge of Fill the Boot. She had you had the largest Fill the Boot program in the whole country. Yeah. And yeah. then they wanted her to now take it over for the whole country. Well, so for she, the region, for like the mid-Atlantic. Yeah. So, so she calls me and she <laughs> says, uh, they just made me another offer. Like, like I don't know what to do. Oh, and, boy. And I'm like, well, are you going to like, do you want to do this with FFMD? Like, we're like, like, like dancing around this yeah. whole time. Okay. And she's like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, well, we need to make a decision. Like, what are we going to do? And so then finally it was like. If you're ready, I'm ready. Let's I, do it. I think we were going to do it like, Jan- <laughs> we were going to do it like January the next year. We kind of had it all figured out. And then now this was like, what, July or June? June had, it was June. Yeah. Cause uh, July it was, 1 it was May. Been... Cause it was right before summer. They wanted yeah. you to stay through summer camp. And, uh, and uh, so she says to me, she says, well, I need, you got to call MDA and tell them that I'm leaving and coming to work for you. I'm like, no way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, you think about it, you have this alignment with this national charity and, you know, Tiffany's obviously a, an A player with them. You know, they're trying to promote her and move her up through the right. ranks and now she's going to leave. But, you know, the good news was, I think, what did, what did Kim say? The vice president, she's like, yeah, well, we figured it was a matter of when, not if. Yeah. So <laughs> Okay, so they were already kind they, of. They were kind of, well, we tried to tee them up a little bit. Like, I, I remember Kim saying to me, um, she's the VP of corporate uh, partnerships, and she's like, were you trying to drop hints on me, like, the last couple of weeks? I was like, yeah. And she's yeah, like, oh. I, yeah, she, yeah. She's like, I totally let that go right over my head. And <laughs> but, uh, but, but I needed help really bad, you know, because, you know, like I every said, every hero on their journey needs support. I mean, that's well, for sure. I mean, I was getting, I, I had people that started getting upset with me because I wasn't getting back to them. Just, you know, general people that you know needed help or wanted information. And it was, you know, Hey, we're fishing a hundred and some days a year and we're offshore and then we're coming in and, 
you know, you know, the original thought, you know, I had this glorified thing. I was like the NASCAR driver. I'm going to fly in Thursday night, jump on the boat, fly out, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and the next thing you know, I'm driving the truck in the boat from Maryland to Florida, you know, pulling yeah. this, this, you know, 80 foot rig. And mind <laughs> you, he has a whole other business that he's running at home, you know, for, and a family and all of that. And he's got all of this going on. So it's, you know, there's only so much he can do. Yeah. My, my business people, you know, my employees there, you know, I've got about 50 employees in another company and started it, like I said, in 93 and mm-hmm. they've been awesome. I, I couldn't do this without them, you know, and you know, I haven't heard maybe behind the scenes, Oh, he's out fishing again, yeah. <laughs> you know, but they saw me come in, you know, you know, you know, broken, you know, broken leg, blown out knees, cut face, you know, elbows and hands all cut up from catching myself fall. I mean, they saw over the years, all of these things happen. Um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, we do a lot of he- like heavy construction kinds of things. And, you know, I'd go out on different sites and I'd fall down in the mud, you know, and I'd walk into a meeting covered in mud and it just wasn't who, you know, I was. And, yeah. And, um, but they got behind, you know, I went to them and I, you know, I remember doing like we unveiled our strategic plan for the year and in the, the slides, the PowerPoint, I had the whole company there. And in the slides, it was like owner's health. That was the name of one of the slides. And that was like that coming, one of those coming outs. And it was like, okay, so I have muscular dystrophy. Here I am again now breaking that denial, you know, barrier. And um, I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go build this fishing thing, and I need you guys to help me. It's probably like a little part-time thing, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, well, part-time, <laughs> yeah. part-time, you know, it was like turning it from like a 2 to a 10 in like a month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now Where he's part-time was like, time there. <laughs> now it's like 100 hours, you know, on FFMD and like 20 hours on, on Tanks Direct or other companies. I think it's so impressive so. because, I mean, you could have easily taken that this moment and gone the other way, you know, but you took all your energy and all your intelligence and all your know-how and you, you're, you gave it a 180. And I think that's so impressive. I mean, it really, cause the, the, that's not normal. I don't think most people react no, to situations like that. He's not normal. That's great though. I mean, it's, I'm impressed. I will say, yeah. you know, and, Paul, obviously give him a lot of credit for doing this. He, he knows how to build really good teams too, because not just as at work, but I mean, the anglers on the, on the boat, his family, I mean, everyone behind this program is, um, all it takes in. a lot of gray hair to figure <laughs> out you can't do it all on your own. Yeah. That's you know, and he I, tries, believe me, me, it took me a while. To <laughs> it's hard for him to give too. up some yeah. control on some of those things, but he's got great people on all sides of, of everything. He's it took doing. me a long time to figure out there's more than one way to get to the finish line. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you gotta let people just get there their way. Yeah. You know, and you got to bite your tongue and, you know, cause you know, that's yeah. hard, <laughs> yeah. no, hard, relate. hard for me to do that. Can definitely so, relate. So. You know, we here at the studio, we, we got, you know, our employees and staff and everything like that. And sometimes, you know, things happen like even just last week with the whole, how the Abaco shirt mm-hmm. thing blew up. I yep. just got a, at a certain point I designed the shirt I put the program together and I moved it, but Vandy's going to handle it. And she had a certain way she wanted to do that. And I was like, well, maybe you should be doing it that way. And she's like, looks at me like with like red eyes. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, do which, it your way. That's cool. Yeah. We bought, we ordered some shirts yeah, online too. And, and first of all, awesome design, great cause, obviously all Thank that. Thank you for doing all that for, for them too. So it was really a surprise. I mean, I threw that thing up thinking we were going to sell a couple of hundred shirts and right. We had well, the chance. Your, your whole system worked really well because you know we got the emails back and all that, and, and it was it was pretty flawless. The the, the process and did. for putting it together in forty eight hours or whatever. You really do. crazy because we were in the middle of a, a website redesign, so we took our old site down, so we could not put it up as a product on our site. So we had to take each and every order manually, and 
it just turned into like this animal that just <laughs> kept right. growing. It's just like the emails would not stop. Yeah. And the thing went literally viral. I mean, it was so it was great to see everyone support it and come out. And that's kind of what I was getting at earlier with the give, mm-hmm. you know, because we're it's a hundred percent proceed donation. We're not right. making any money off that. And it's just like it was inspiring to see. Um, the, the, it wasn't only just the fact that people purchased shirts. It was the messages that came along with, with the emails. And, um, you know, I get kind of emotional about stuff like that because when I see the good in people, nothing tears me down more than that because with so much, so many things that go on in the world that are not good, um, especially with our political climate, you know, whatever side of the aisle people lean on and how at each other's throats they can be and everyone's like a keyboard warrior and a social justice warrior online and you know that stuff matters you know and i think people need to like check themselves every now and then but to see people come out and give and i know a lot of these people that you know personally that were sending me messages and there were a lot of people that i had never heard of before like a lot of people that i have no idea who this person is Mm -hmm. and they're sending me all these great messages um, you know, and listen, I don't do it for me. And, and I really want people to understand that, you know, I give it all to God personally, but it's like, whatever, you know, I just want to see the right thing get done. And, but to seeing people do the good, really, that's what made it worth it for me. And that's what I wanted to get at with earlier with the give. Right. Because like right now I, I almost feel like empowered in a good way because all that went down last week and it was tiring and it was tough. But at the end of the day, you know, a lot of good's going to be done from that effort. And again, I don't want people, I'm not trying to promote myself or make myself like that. I just want to maybe hopefully inspire someone else to do it too. Right. You know what I mean? And that's, an, I think that's actually the perfect timing to have you guys on for the, for this podcast episode too, because here's an opportunity for someone to do some good. You know what I mean? Buy a raffle ticket, support NDA, support FFMD, do it. You know, it's, it's good. It'll make you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. We've, and, and and we've met so many good people too, just like you're talking about. You know, we we often talk about that. Like, the, the, I don't know. I, I I get I almost get emotional on that sometimes too because yeah. I've said to some people like all the people that we've met we've met because they were you know either curious about what this was about, you know they they got to know us you know and they realized that hey you know the, I, I think we're good people you know yeah. <laughs> you're phenomenal <laughs> you know? people I mean that's why you know? invited you on you know? you know but, but um and 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 uh there's just a lot of good in this world. There really is, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff and a lot of stuff that you see, but there, I think deep down, everybody, everybody, you know, has a really good side to them. It's just a matter of, you know, sometimes you got to figure that out with, with, with people and, and where they are, but that's yeah, a good point. But, but we've had, um, we've met so many amazing people, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, I have, I have like friends, I have a couple that call, yeah. they call like, every day and my, yeah, my family's like, oh, another call from him. Huh? There's two, yeah. two people that call. I think he talks to more than anybody else, more than his wife. Really? <laughs> oh, it's, 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 a, no, it's a, it's a running joke. And, uh, but, but no, it's, but they're great. I mean, they're actually from Florida and we're in Maryland. I mean, and they, we are amazing friends with them. Every time we're here, we call them, we get dinner. We saw one of them last night, him and his wife. So oh, that's great. Um, yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, it is. It, it, it it's, it's amazing. It's, you know, and, and we're sort of, you know, right now um, sitting here looking at this whole thing. So like I, that paper I told you, I pulled out that said, what does this thing look like in three years? We crossed a lot of that off the list now. And Tiffany and I have been talking now, okay, we got to do another three-year plan. Because mm-hmm. what are we, like three and a half yeah, years, well, this will, I guess, this will something be our like third, that. This will be our fourth gala. So <clears throat> Yeah. So, 
So, but now it's like, how do we go to another level? Like, right. well, like if you na- want connected by water support in that plan, you got it. Don't okay. Worry about Thank that. you. Thank yeah. you Thank so you. much. Yeah. So we just got to figure out what that next, you know, it's, it's time for us to do another three year look and, and figure out, you know, what does that three year look, look like? Does that make sense? Whatever. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but, um, and that's just kind of how I am. I mean, I'm, I don't know. It's hard for me to get satisfied and stay still. Yeah. And I feel like right now we're kind of a little still like, you know, we got our gala, we've got, you know, the raffle, we've got the the raffle. Muscle classic. you know, this stuff is, I don't mean to say it's on autopilot cause it's a lot of work. You know, it's a, it's a ton of work, but it's like, we got to do more, you know? Mm-hmm. So last year we did the fishing tournament down here and we are doing that again this year, April 18th, I yeah, think really. it is. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do that again down here in, um, in Pompano, mm-hmm. um, with some great friends. And obviously you've helped us with designs and marketing and shirts and stuff like that, that we've done. Um, and then we've got, um, you know, our, our big thing is we like, we're, we're trying to go into New York now. So we've okay. got a whole plan up in New York and we've got some really good supporters out of New York now that are affiliated with Everglades and some other people. So, but you got to also be careful too, because literally people, you know, like we'll get calls. Hey, can you come to, can you come to Missouri yeah. and, and come to this tournament? And you start asking questions and, and I don't mean to be bad, but it's like, there's like seven boats. Right. You know, it's, but you, it's not even just the size of the event. It's the it's, amount it's, of work and money it takes for us to move our operation to Missouri to The juice to has got to be worth the squeeze. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's for so sure. It's yeah. the 80-20 roll. We got to spend 80% of our time where we get 20. No. Yeah. Did I get it right? 80% of our time <laughs> where we get, where we got, you know, you know, 20% of the events that give us 80% of the impact mm-hmm. because you can't, you know, it's, it's Paul and Tiffany and then we've got a bunch of volunteers, you know, well, we've got a, a great great mate with us. He's just a phenomenal young, young man um, who's been with us for, I guess, three years mm-hmm. now. And then we've got a bunch of other, they're really volunteers. Yeah. Cause I mean, our anglers and our team and everyone, and I don't, they're not just anglers. I mean, they really are on our team. They, uh, they pay their own way. They, they take time off of work really? from their day job. It's not, they're not paid anglers of, as their job. I mean, right. that's their, they have a job and then they come and fish with us. So. Yeah. But they all, you know, like, like when, if we're fishing a sailfish tournament, like like the first one I think we're doing right now is Operation Sailfish. We'll do that as our first event. And, you know, those guys will all buy their own plane tickets. Mm-hmm. You know, we do some shared things where we put like a budget together with lodging because we usually run a house like a, you know, a, it's a lot better than a bunch of hotel rooms. Sure. And it's yeah. it's more convenient, nicer anyhow. Yeah. But, but I've you done know, that on some travel tournaments too where the owner would just get a house and right it really makes yeah, it easier it, on everybody it, it works out great but yeah. you know these guys are these taking guys their are, time off of work i mean they're saving their vacation times to yeah. take weeks yeah. off at a time to go they're with buying us. their own plane tickets you know they're buying their own food a lot of times when they get down here um and and we we have a pretty core group i'd say yeah. you know we've got a core group of what maybe eight or so you know anglers who, who mm-hmm. pretty much fish with us all the time and um you know, it's amazing too like when you go out like i've had a lot of people with md or you know, we've taken some some kids and some adults out who have MD, but like I don't think anybody really understands what this tournament stuff's like. Because you know, I'll have people that'll say to me, "Hey, can I just come like like go fishing with you?" And it's you know, I mean, when you're tournament fishing, you you got to go there to win. It's a different I mean, ball game. I mean, you're there, yeah, to promote and do all that, but you know, we're competitive too. Mm-hmm. And and you know, the more wins you get, and like we talked earlier, the more times you get on the podium and the more points you score, the more exposure you get you know, the more people see you. So, and, and being competitive, you know, just adds yeah. to that. But, but we, um, you know, we, we, we've had great support, you know, down here in South Florida and, 
I don't know. I'm, re- I'm ready for selfish season. Yeah. <laughs> it's this time of year where it's just like we're in September now and everyone starts like. Yeah, I keep saying okay, like, like we looked at a couple so, tournaments yeah. and uh, I guess there's the first one's going off in November and um, and then there's a couple in December. They get the dust them off coming. Yeah. Start, usually in, starts in, in November. So we're trying to figure out are we going to. Ben you know, Sharp puts that on. Yeah. yeah. And, and I've met him. He's Ben's great. great. Yeah. Great he guy. Really, he's a really good dude. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And um, so anyhow, we're. I don't know. I don't know where the heck we are right now, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. dancing so all over. We're still figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk. Um, where is this gala head? I mean, where, where does it? Where's that head? Where's it held? So, so the gala is. Um, like Tim, Tiffany alluded to that earlier a little bit. MDA came to me right when we started. I guess like maybe six months into this whole FFMD once we launched the boat and all that. And they came and they said, Hey, we have a, we go to lunch with us. So I go to lunch with Tiffany at the time, her boss. And they said, we have this thing called a gala that we do. And they do them around the country, Mm -hmm. you know, and they had four or five different uh, themes that they use. One of them was called muscle team. So muscle team brings in athletes and celebrities and pairs them up with kids with muscular dystrophy that night. And then you have, you know, like a cocktail hour and you have silent auction, live auction, you know, you've been Mm -hmm. to a bunch of stuff like that, I'm sure. So they came and they said, we have this great idea. We'd like you to chair the gala. We haven't had one in D.C. in what, like six years well, or yeah, seven they years? Well, yeah, they had one, a, a really great one, um, many, many years ago. And then it kind of, the committee kind of fell apart and they tried to revive it and it didn't work. So we took it off and we were like, we're just going to start fresh. And mm-hmm. we were hoping to start fresh with Paul. <laughs> and, okay. So, so here uh, I am, you know, new boat, trying to figure this thing out. I have no idea what we're doing, where we're going, what's happening. And they want me to take this on. And my, my I think my first answer was absolutely not. Right. <laughs> No way. So then like a week later, they called again and then they called again. And then finally I'm like, well, let's talk about it. So it was over then we were doing it. Yeah. 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 So him and his sister, Nicole, who has muscular dystrophy, we, he mentioned before, um, stepped in and were the first and still are our chairs. So um, when, when I, you know, I said, I said to, to, to you and Meg at that point, I said, well, wh- what's the goal? And they said, well, we want to raise a hundred thousand dollars the first year. And I said, well, how do we do that? And they're like, well, we sell tables, you know, to, to, you know, business associates or whoever it may be. And then we have an auction and all that. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, you don't need us for that. Mm-hmm. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you can raise a hundred thousand. That's not a big deal. And they're looking at me like I got eight heads. And I'm like, <laughs> so then all of a sudden the conversation, I'm like, well, if you want to raise more than that, then let's talk about how to do it. But we got to elevate the game. We're not going to just do this like, like a one-off kind of thing. We're going to, we're mm-hmm. going to really raise the bar. So what do we do the first year? Like three hundred, three hundred and thirty thousand or something, three twenty or something. Yeah, good. So so we had about I don't know three hundred people at at the event the first year. You know mm-hmm. we sold tables and, and a lot of that draws on your relationships. You know you go to business. Sure. You know customers and vendors and ask and this them is to, in DC. DC. So yeah. So we held it. Um, it's in Baltimore this year because we are expanding our market because um, okay. DC and Baltimore are within an hour of each other. Right. So um, we're trying to grow, but it has been in DC the past three events. Yeah. Actually okay. Virginia, it's in Virginia, Arlington, Arlington. Yeah. And then, and then the, so basically the DC area. Right. So, okay. so, so now have, you're going into the second one. So this is our fourth. You, oh, this is your fourth. Yeah. 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 So, so, so in 2000, uh, you know, so math, right? 17, was 16 was 17 was the first one. 16 was the first one. We did 300 and no, 17. 16. Yeah. Was it 16? 16. You guys so, got me quick. Right? Yeah. right when we started, they were like, last of this guy. In. So 2016, we did 300 and just over 300,000. Right. Um, the second year we did 600,000. Um, last year we did just shy of 600,000. Um, 
And this year we have another goal of five to six hundred thousand. So, <laughs> so, so last last year we have this auctioneer and, and oh yes, and he's <laughs> you know we're having a phenomenal night. I'm going. This is a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar night. This is going to be amazing. And uh, he falls off the stage. Falls off. In takes the, a tumble in the middle of the live auction. Mm-hmm. He's How did like he on, fall off the stage? He's like on Do item number. Oh, I'm uh, sure it exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, it, if, like you a, saw, if you saw his other videos, you, <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you'd get this guy. Put that in your notes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Big Mike, look him up. <laughs> so he falls off the stage, and and you know I'm I'm at one of the tables in the front row, and, and I look over, and I'm like. This is not, like first I thought he well he fell and then he stood up and he fell again and I'm like I think he had a heart attack that's like, what I thought because he was like sweating and you know he was running <laughs> around the room and auctioning and it was just all crazy I was like someone get him a water I think he's dying <laughs> wow and and I looked down at his whole knee you know and I've blown my knees out and broken my legs and all that stuff I'm like this is a bad deal like so well, he, funny story is we had a WWE package oh, Sar- Sergeant and Slaughter Sergeant was Slaughter there, was right. at our event. And we had one of our live items was um, like ringside tickets. You get a belt, like a whole thing. So I don't know how many guests still to this day are like, man, he really pulled off a good stunt for that package. And I'm like, no, 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 that was real. He really fell off the stage wow. and busted his knee. Was, <laughs> like, was that during the wrestling package? No, it was oh, like. Okay. <laughs> I think it was during the auction because we auctioned off a couple of trips on the FFMD boat. I think it was right then. But it was still, I mean, we still, we were not done the auction. And this was maybe, we had maybe 10 items and this was probably item five or six. So we so still you had, had. to end it at that point? Well, well, it, was, it was not the same when that guy well, was not well, talking. What, what, what does Paul do when something like that happens? <laughs> so I've never been an auctioneer in my life. I became <laughs> one pretty darn quick. Well, give me 10, give me 10, give me 20, give me 20. <laughs> so I sold, I sold one of my good friends a purse for $8,000. It was pretty yeah. cool. He, his wife's still mad as hell. Yeah, I, don't think <laughs> I don't think she's coming, coming this, this year. year yeah. um, but no, he, he fell off the stage, took a tumble, got back up, fell back down, got in a chair, took a shot of whiskey, and tried to continue. And Come then, on. Yep. <laughs> and then when the... Um, we had, because firefighters are partners of the MDA, mm-hmm. they, we had some in the audience. Um, so they started working on them. They got them out and then Paul took over. <laughs> but anyways, back to his point. I think is, we would have broken our, we, we would have probably broken 700,000. Had we, yeah. because yeah. then we still had our mission ask, which is where people give to the cause. So we want to send kids to summer camp. We want to raise money for research. Okay. So you raise your paddle to give a hundred, a hundred dollars, 20,000, whatever it is. And we were basically ad-libbing at that point because our auctioneer was gone. So we had our MC who had never done that in her life, um, Paul, myself, and some people just trying to get as much money as we could out of the room at this point. So um, so we took a little a hurt there, but, I mean, we still raised five hundred and sixty or 70000 Let's so. get to a million this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would love to. Do you guys do an online component for the silent? Um, I do think we have the ability to open that up this year that we're thinking about that putting might not the, be a bad idea too to open the they do that with the CCA up. down mm-hmm. here where if you're involved with the local chapter every year they're like hey online auction starts now you know what yeah I mean? the you MDA the got a new service this year for their auction um, silent auction stuff and I think mm-hmm. that is an, an option yeah so, so yeah. like like an important factor like if, if people are learning about us and what we do mm-hmm. so that event you know a lot of our events we do their FFMD events like the fishing tournament you know we collect the money we pay all the expenses and mm-hmm. then, you know, we go through the end, we run an income statement on the project or the job or the event. And then we sit down with MDA and then we give them a big chunk of that money. This event, our gala is an MDA. So, so for example, just straight MDA, this is all in this. So, so the money all gets paid straight to the MDA. So okay. one of the things that we do, you know, like, like in my other business, a lot of my vendors, you know, come. So we've taken really the FFMD platform, and then leverage the relationships and, and really my disease, mm-hmm. you know, and my sister's disease to go out to our network of friends and associates and so forth and ask them, you know, you have to ask, 
like you said, giving. You got to add, hey, five thousand dollars is what our table started. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, mm -hmm. you know. And the nonprofit money dollars are so much more competitive than I thought when I got into this. I'm like, well, I'm in the for-profit world and that's hard and I do a pretty good job at it. So this is easy. Uh, no, it's the other no. way around. The other way around. Yeah. Nonprofit yeah. dollars are really, <laughs> really, really hard. Yeah. Because you don't realize how many asks are being made to everybody every day. Sure. You know, so, but all of this. So like when I go to like one of our vendors at, at, at Tanks Direct, my other company or, or a customer, you know, I'm asking them, you know, to write a check to MDA to buy a table at that event. And what do we have? We had like 50 tables last year, yeah. maybe. So, so some of those tables, you know, people put 10,000, 15, 20, you know, mm -hmm. they start at 5,000. So and we have a committee of about 10 to 15 people that um, business associates and friends, mostly of his that have joined and use their business relationships to help leverage um, some of those corporate giving dollars too. So, so that's, that's one of the things that I don't think, you know, that, that we try and always make people aware of, you know, like we're running our own events and we're doing our own things, but we're taking this whole platform, this FFMD platform, and we're expanding those relationships that we have, you know, whether it's personal, whether it's business, whether it's fishing related, and then getting those people, you know, to, to join this MDA movement. Really, See, It's fantastic. See, right there is, is proof in the pudding that what you guys are doing goes right to the bottom line. Yep. Yeah, it right, goes right to those kids at the camp. And people that right, may right have never heard of M MD or seen an MDA. I mean, we show a video from summer camp every year at the event because if you've never been, you don't quite understand it. And um, we have the kids in the room and, you know, we've got 10 to 12 kids with MD there that are attending the event and mm -hmm. really ingraining the mission into people that have otherwise would have no idea um, what muscular dystrophy is. And this isn't for this isn't for Paul. This isn't to make people feel bad about Paul and his disease or his sister. I mean, he really doesn't do it for himself at all. I mean, obviously there is a, you know, a component that he is with the diagnosis, but really it's for the kids and just the awareness piece of it that he right. wants to get out. Right. So no, that's, that's clear. And you know, I noticed that right the first time I met you years ago at the Jimmy Johnson, I mean, your energy and your, your motive and, and just your character and your makeup in general was, was clear you know, like right off the bat, that's just kind of who you are. I think I, I, like what you see is what you get. I can't, you know, I, I went, I, I went to work yesterday. Was it yesterday? I went to the sales yeah. meeting yeah, at yeah. work. Yeah. You went <laughs> you to know, work yesterday. Yes. <laughs> the running joke is, I, you know, you know, Oh, Paul's back in the office. Cause I'm doing this so much. So I go and I sat in a sales meeting yesterday and, and I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> 15, 15 minutes and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why are we doing that? Like yeah. they're probably like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> but, but that's just like, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I, I don't mean to say I have a gift and, you know, sound like you, you know, this pat, you on, do. pat on the back or whatever, but you know, just the passion. And I, we talk about the power of positive thinking. We were talking about that last night for a piece that MDA is doing on us. Like there is no, like if, if we say we're going to do it, like it, the failure is just not there. Right. Like you don't even think about it. Like if you're going to do something, you just do it. You know, lay the path and walk you know, it. The only thing we're trying that's to do is it. win mm -hmm. one of these selfish tournaments. That's pretty darn hard. That's the hardest that's part. The hardest. We're trying. Hey, that's we're, hey, we're going to keep swinging the bat. So yeah. maybe we'll get lucky one yeah. day too. But, yeah. uh, but no, it's, it's, um, you know, the, the ability to do that. And, and I remember I had someone way back when in the beginning say to me, well, what if this thing fails? And I looked at him and I said, well, it's not possible. And they're like, right. well, what do you mean? Like, like you can't do this forever. Like, you know, we didn't have the following. We didn't have, you know, the, the fundraising things that we were doing that help us with what we do. And, and I'm sitting there saying, well, think about this. My kids are watching their dad who has a disease say he's going to go do something 
with that disease. Like, how can, how can I let it fail? And my kids go, Oh, well, you know, dad failed at that. No, like, right. It's not on the table. So you just, that's probably why we go like as hard as we go, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, you, you you know, you can't, you can't sit there, you know, your dad's living, you, you know, dad's living with denial. Now he's out in the open on this disease and failure. Like, no, like, no, just doesn't, doesn't cross your mind. Well, I think the other piece of it too, is you're inspiring to all those kids to know that they, the kids that have muscular dystrophy, that you, this disease doesn't have to stop you. We got some great kids. Yeah. I mean, this disease does not have to slow them down, you know, follow your passion. Don't let this disease define you because there's so many things that you can still do. Um, You might have to do them a little differently, but don't let that disease stop you from, from achieving your dreams and following your passions. And I think he's a good example of that. You guys are inspiring me like by the minute. (laughs) I I really mean that. This is really great stuff. I mean, you guys are beautiful people. I mean, I mean that I'm not just trying to like, you know, whatever, but it's true. I mean, I mean, just the mere fact of like when I saw you guys coming out of the Uber car, right. And you're like, no, we flew in just for this. (laughs) And I'm like, I was like, I'm sorry. We have all our luggage with us. (laughs) You guys just hit me with a sledgehammer when you said that. I'm like, man, that is great. No, it's good. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's just what we do. You know, I mean, it was, you know, and, and originally, you know, when I guess Vandy reached out, I was just going to come down myself. And then I actually watched a couple of the podcasts and, and, you know, Tiffany's been so instrumental. I mean, we could have brought our whole team. I mean, they're mm-hmm. all, they're you guys all are more than welcome. They're, they're all critical, sure. you know, to the success of, of what we're doing, but it just seemed like a natural fit that, that we came down together and just, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, bringing her over from MDA, you know, bringing Tiffany over and the relationship that we've built and the things that we've done, you know, it's it just, you know, you know, sometimes one and one, you know, isn't two, it's three or four. And that's yeah. kind of, I think, what we've gotten with this. And, uh, you know, who knows what the next three is going to look like, but I'm sure it's going to be big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now so. we have a tournament down here, mm-hmm. right? And this kind of segues into that. You guys come in here because we're in the stomping grounds at your tournament right. for the Muscle Classic, uh, which last year was the first year, which um, was a huge success, right? And and everything was was really, you know, phenomenal with that. What are the plans for 2020 now for that one? Yeah. I mean, we've, I think we've laid some great, we, we kind of jump into a lot of things, not knowing what we're doing when we first (laughs) get and we're just like, we take it by the horns and we go. Um, so we threw this, I say threw it together because we really did, I would say in six weeks, throw this tournament together. Um, we had an idea and we're like, well, we, this is our window of opportunity. We've got to do it. Let's get it off the ground and see how it goes. And, um, I think we had, I think we originally had 50 boats registered, but then there was some weather out there. So I think we had... We lost some of the small boats. The small boats. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of hurt a little bit. Yeah. So I think we ended up with 30 or so in the in the actual yeah, tournament April's, this year. April's touch and go with... It could be flat calm one day. Yeah. Or it could be you know, 8 to 10. And this is a fun yeah. a fun tournament. So you could have a, a family that... This isn't one of those big tournaments like the ones that the sailfish nerds they fish in where, you know, you've got the really big boats out there. We had some, but this is a tournament that anybody, right. you know, a, a dad could take his family out and go on the boat. Um, funny story we have about the winning team, but, um, yeah, we had 30 boats and, um, we're, we've met some great relationships in that first, that first year. So now we've mm-hmm. got, we've got some commitments from people that we didn't know that they're going to help. We have some boat clubs that are going to help recruit some boats for us. And we've got our sponsors of obviously you, and we've got, um, big dog tackle and Sundance Marine, um, which is one of the Everglades dealers behind us. So we've got a really good team to move. And, into. and that's how that kind of started. Sundance reached out to me and they said, Hey, we want to hold a tournament. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is like the gala call. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, we don't really know much about it, but we want to do a tournament. I'm like, it's a lot of work. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that went, 
what do we have? Like and this was on the heels of our gala last year. So we four were four or five like conference calls and um, it just came together. Yeah. Like, yeah, it just, I guess, you know, you put people together and they can do some amazing things. It came together. It was a great success. Yeah. And we can't take yeah. all the credit because big dog, you know, Trey at big dog yeah. and um, Katie and Shay and Sean over at Sundance that were, I mean, instrumental in, in pulling sure. us off too. And well, even, even Jamie too, like, you know, Jamie um, from Blue Water came over. Mm-hmm. And, Jamie and, Bunn? Yeah. And, and, and I actually called Jamie, and I think I talked to Valerie, because we were really fishing Valerie and Todd's tournament and Jamie's tournaments down mm-hmm. here. So, and, and I'm pretty sure I talked to Todd and told him. Yeah, I did, because we talked to Jimmy Johnson about it. But right before we announced it, because we announced it somewhere right around Jimmy yeah, Johnson. Like right, right before Jimmy Johnson, I think we announced we were going to do this Muscle Classic tournament. And I'm like, okay, business hat goes back on. Somebody's going to think we're coming, like, coming for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I remember calling Jamie and I said, Hey Jamie, this is what we're doing. I just want to let you know. And, and I remember him saying to me, you know, I can't tell you, I I said, we're not a threat to your seat. We're not, you know, there's a hundred tournaments, a thousand tournaments, whatever. We're not trying to come down here and take over what you're doing. We're trying to do something, you know, to build our brand, to educate people about MDA, raise some money for the kids with muscular dystrophy. So I talked to Jamie about it. I remember Jamie saying to me, he says, I can't tell you, how like uh, what was the word he used? Um, um, thankful, maybe he, he was that I reached out and, and called him. Mm-hmm. You know, because the last thing I wanted to do was okay. Now these guys from Maryland are down here. Now they're trying to get you know into our tournament circuits and all. That, and that wasn't the the plan at all. And and it worked out great. I mean, we we took kids with muscular dystrophy fishing because mm-hmm. you know, we can't. We had to fish, but we can't win our sure. own tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't win your own tournament. That's, no. that's like so. Yeah. So we, we we took some kids. Actually, we had one one of the kids came all the way from Charleston to fish with us, and uh, then there was a couple of other kids down from down here with muscular dystrophy that we hadn't met. So we had just met them, and uh, we took them out on the boat with us fishing, and uh, it was great. You mm-hmm. know, I think we caught we uh, actually my daughter was with us, and she caught a sail. That was yeah. her first sailfish. She caught. Oh, that was her first sailfish yeah. in the, yeah. the first yeah. tournament. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, that's my youngest daughter. That's and, a great uh, memory. That's great. So yeah, they've all caught uh, white marlin, and uh, a bunch of them caught sailfish. But mm-hmm. but um, Tiffany was alluding to a funny story. So the girl who drew the raffle ticket at Fort Lauderdale Boche last year, who has muscular dystrophy, we met her family. We didn't know them ahead of time. And somehow, I guess MDA shared the event out on, they have regional offices around the country, mm-hmm. and the South Florida MDA office shared the event out. And their family that drew the ticket, they said, well, we're going to fish the tournament. I'm like, okay. So they come up and they sign up for the tournament. They've never fished a tournament. Ever. Not ever. one tournament. So he called. <laughs> really? He calls some they of They fish. His, they have a boat, but they've never fished he, he in called, a tournament. Wow. Yeah, he called some of his buddies, and he's like, hey, you guys are fishermen. Let's go fish this tournament. You know, my daughter has MD, and, you know, let's go just have a good day with it. So really nice people. And uh, I think they were even the first <clears> boat back with a fish to weigh. Yeah. Um, and at, this, and at, at the, the captain's meeting, he comes up to me, and he says, hey, I, I got a question. He says, you know, I paid, I think it was like 500 bucks to enter or whatever. He goes, we paid our entry, you know, for the tournament or whatever. What is this Calcutta thing? So I'm like, well, you know, so I start trying. That's they, where they, the like, real like, money's like they, they, Well, they don't even know. So. They don't even know so, what it is. So, so they, um, so I explain it to them, you know, and, and they weren't like the big selfish tournaments, you know, they were, you know, 100, 200, whatever it was. And he's like, oh, I got to get some of those. So yeah. he goes and he signs <laughs> up for some of them. So they, they come in, they weigh their fish. You know, I think it was like an accumulative of like the three heaviest fish or whatever we did. I can't remember how we did it. And so they come in with this slob of a kingfish, like big fish. I'm like, it's pretty interesting. That's a, that's a nice fish. 
you know, so they weigh and, and everything. And then all of a sudden um, we're at the awards banquet and we're looking at everything and we're like, they won. I'm, I'm like, they writing, I'm writing they all the won. checks. Yeah. I'm writing all the <laughs> checks out. I didn't out. even know that. No. So we're writing all the checks out, like the, you know, the big checks. And I'm like, team Krizzy. I'm like, team Krizzy won. Like they've never even <laughs> wow. been in the tournament. So we get there and um, the daughter and the mom were there for the um, awards piece just because, you know, the kids Cause come it was out. Because M- it was MD. It was MD. MDA, so they were yeah. they were there just because it was an MDA event and they were going to help give out the, the awards to all the teams. None of the team came back and we asked the mom, we were like, oh, we, we didn't tell her that they had won yet. She had no idea. So we're like, where's the team? <laughs> and she's wow. like, oh, you know, they just went back. They were tired. They're showering. They, they washed the boat. the boat. They're tired. They're, they're going home. <laughs> so me and me and her are just going to be here for the for the awards and we'll just help out. And we're like, okay. So the daughter's up there giving out the second place award um, and the mom's filming all happy. We, call, like, we, called, we had what, maybe like, maybe like five or six. We even had kids that didn't fish with MD who came to the awards. Right, to give you it guys, out. Are, you guys are goosebumping me like all day long. <laughs> so they help give out, the, they're helping give out the checks and you know, the daughter's up there and the mom's back there recording all proud of her daughter, helping give out these checks. And we announced like first place team Krizzy. And the mom was like, what? And she like starts crying. They won. It was just, it, it was just amazing that it came full circle that we met her last year giving out our raffle boat. She, you know, signed up for a team or boat and her family had no idea what they were doing in a fishing tournament and then came out and won first place. And for a team that, that's for MDA. Yeah. So oh, that is a memory yeah. of a lifetime yeah. for that family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, can you imagine it? Like if, all right, so <laughs> let's nothing for nothing, but if like, let's say like a professional captain comes in, now let's fish this MDA tournament. They win it. It's like, all right, cool. We won that tournament. But the fact that that family won that tournament, they're going to remember that forever. Right. Well, and they don't, they've never fished the tournament. They even know that's what I mean. That's going to that's gonna go down in their family so, folklore so when like we, forever. So when we that's were giving awesome. out the awards, you know, I was up there and, you know, had the kids up with us and all that. And I was announcing, you know, the winners and all and, and so forth. And I said, I have a piece of advice for you. Stop fishing tournaments. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, won, you, you won your first That's one. Good. Just quit now. That's good. You're, you'll stay way ahead. <laughs> yep. Yep. But, but I would fully expect them to come back this year. And it was really like the dad just reached out to his buddies. I don't know if they were work buddies or neighborhood buddies or whatever. And was like, hey, I want to fish this tournament. I don't really know, you know, what to do. We're but, just doing it because it's an MDA tournament. Yeah, we're just going to go do it because it's fun. And, you know, my daughter has muscular dystrophy and – and and then they win. It's that like, is it's, great. It's just yeah. crazy. We got to have them on the podcast. Yeah. They're, Why don't we do that? Why don't we have just before the tournament because you guys will be down here and everything. Yep. We'll do a podcast. We'll bring them. That'd be yeah, great. That'd be great. Yeah. 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 Last year's winners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll that'd be them. great. Bring yeah. them in and 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 they're and they're just fantastic. Yeah. You know, so our tournament next year is the weekend of April eighteenth. Um, and you know we're working again with you to help mm-hmm. design some of our marketing yeah. and, and our. We're logos. even step it up even further this year. Yeah, yep. we're going to do a lot more. Yeah. So we've got again Big Dog and Sundancer you know, backing it and our team, um, actually Katie from Sundance was texting me this morning. So, um, yeah, we're, we're rolling. But I, I, I want to go back a minute too to the kids and, and yes, please. You, you hear me. I talk a lot about the kids. So, you know, we've got a, a, a group of kids that we've met around the country, you know, fishing these tournaments and it's pretty amazing. Like, I mean, just what, yesterday or the day before one of the kids shot a bear and, and he's, I got a, pic- I got a, a picture, I got a picture of him in an all terrain, like wheelchair, then he shot this bear. He's a hunter and a fisherman, you know, wow. and, uh, <clears throat> but they send us pictures of, of them catching fish all the time. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know, we've probably got, you know, we, we know a lot of kids, but we've probably got, I don't know, 12 or 15 kids around the country that are almost like, like family to us. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for sure. And, um, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, we've got, we've got, uh, if, for people that haven't seen us before, everything we have, you know, we're, we have like a wrap design on the boat. Mm-hmm. You know, we have trucks that are wrapped, you know, Ford's done some stuff with us to help us out there. 
Um, and when we go down the road, we look like a caravan, mm-hmm. like, a, like I call it the NASCAR caravan. You know, we've got the big enclosed trailer and we've got the raffle boat. You know, sometimes we have three trucks, three trailers going down the road. You know, you with a big boat, you have to go to a truck stop. You can't get into, you know, a regular gas station or anything. And you get in there and then you can't leave. So like you pull in with this caravan and everybody comes over and you're there for an hour. Everyone yeah. wants to know. Everyone wants to know. know. Yeah. And then you're handing out, here's the card on the raffle. And, you know, here's my business card. And, hey, here's some stickers, you know. You yeah. know. Or people will we'll get Facebook messages of people saying, like, oh, I just saw you guys down on 95. Well, and- that's, yeah, and that's <laughs> and that's what happened, like, with Cooper down in, in Mississippi. So a couple of years ago, we fished the uh, Mississippi Billfish Classic, which we love that tournament. Mm-hmm. It's a double overnighter. That's the one they do the big. The parade. The parade, In right? front of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so like, like Robbie and Bobby Carter run that and we've become good friends with them too, just like we have with the people that run the tournaments down here and, and back where we are at home. And, um, so we, we go down there and I think I, that was one of the ones that I did fly into cause I remember I, I was somewhere and I transferred in Atlanta. I'll never forget. And I, I get off the plane in Atlanta, you know, traveling for me is a big deal too, because you know, like, like inclines and steps and long walks are challenging. So yeah. I've had to learn how to travel alone. Um, and part of that was coming out of denial. You know, I got to get in a wheelchair and get pushed around and all this other stuff. And, but I remember being in the Atlanta airport and I look at my phone and it's just like exploded with all these like messages and text messages and emails and Facebook messages. And so I get this, this one voicemail and it's this lady and um, I guess they're in Mississippi or uh, they live in Alabama. I think they live in Alabama, but they're right there by Mississippi. And, um, she says, I don't know what's going on, but we saw this caravan come through town and my grandson has muscular dystrophy and he loves to fish. And I don't know what you're doing, but we're going to hunt you down. <laughs> <laughs> and now we've become friends with their whole family. Yeah, and, uh, that's good. So then we go, you know, like this year we went to the Mississippi tournament and unfortunately there was a lot of bad weather. I don't know if you saw that or not. There's 120 boats, I think 18 fished. Yeah, so we no, I didn't actually yeah. didn't see and that. And it's an far. overnight because you go out and you Two, sleep. It's a double from, overnight. Yeah, double overnight. Double yeah. overnighter. So we went We went all the way to Mississippi. We left Palm Beach, took everything, caravaned everything to Mississippi, got everything in the water, got all set up. We had our tent. We had the raffle boat there. Uh, you know, Tiffany was there. You know, we're all there. And uh, the weather's not, not cooperating. Yeah, shut it Real, down. Really bad. So, um, but anyhow, so, so this kid's there with his family, and I think there was another kid there. The craziest story, you know, we have this tent, and on the top of the tent, it's got our logo and the MDA logo. So we're sitting in the parking lot in Mississippi, you know, at the tent. We're waiting to figure out if the weather's going to clear. Is this thing going to go off or not? And here comes this family with a young boy, and I can tell this boy has muscular dystrophy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he was, in a, he was in a chair. He was in a chair, yeah. But you can just tell. You know, I guess you just get around it enough, and you know. Mm-hmm. So they come up, and they're like, hey, we're here vacationing. And we looked out our balcony and looked down and saw the MDA logo. Was it the same people? No, this no, is a whole other family. Did not know really? these people. Whole other family. We did not know these people at all. They didn't know us. Wow. We didn't know them. They just saw our yeah. our whole setup so, outside. So that's the kind of stuff that we get. I mean, all the time. all the time. Yeah, you talked like, earlier about everything happens for a reason, you know. And I and I'm a real big believer in that too. Um, you know, like providence or divine intervention or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, it's it's when you put it out there, you know, people are going to come. Like if you build it. They yep. will come. Yep. Yep. I think that's kind of the theory yep. that I see here, and that's great. So they came down. Oh, so they, they came, came down. They came they down, hung down out for us. a little bit. And you know, we're, you know, we sell our shirts and hats and all that stuff at all of our events. Mm-hmm. And but every time we meet an MDA family, 
or even if like a lot of MDA families will send us Facebook messages or, and I mean, we get hundreds of them. Mm -hmm. We always are like, you know, what size shirt do you wear? You know, yeah. and, and they're gimmies. I mean, they get them, you know, mm -hmm. and our shirts, you know, you'll see us post a lot, you know, on our social channels, like a lot of people, you know, you know, we always like take pride when somebody sends us a picture and they're in Hawaii or they're in California. We're in an FFMD mm -hmm. We're in an FFMD shirt. shirt. Yeah. And it's kind of become like the thing to do. Yeah. I see it on social media all the time. Yeah. yeah. And there's like, some people are always like, Hey, I want to be the furthest the yeah. one that gives you the picture yeah. that's the furthest. Hey, I'm in Texas. What do you think? I'm like, no, sorry. We'll, yeah. we'll still take the picture yeah. and post it. <laughs> but yeah. we've been a lot further than Texas. <laughs> you know, speaking of that, which was with the Bahamas shirt sale that we did, some someone emailed us from Germany. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Like, we want we wanted to buy a shirt. Like, do you deliver to Germany? I'm like, no, but. <laughs> we will now. Yeah. We'll figure it out. <laughs> one shirt, no problem. I don't care how much it costs us. We're yeah. going to get you a shirt. But yeah. it, it and it is cool. Like, how many times do we see like people like we see people wearing our shirts all the time now, and somebody's like, "Oh, there's a guy in your shirt. You should go." You know, who, who's that? I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we do, and and I remember, you know, an, another uh, young guy that we know was in. He tells me he was in Crested Butte. Uh, where is that? Iowa? No, Crested Butte, Wyoming. Crested, uh, yeah, Wyoming. Wyoming, I think. Yeah. Somewhere out there, yeah. wherever it is. And he was in this little airport, this little, like, one-gate airport. And he's walking through the airport, and two people walk by wearing our shirts. Oh, yeah. All the way out there. And it's yeah, just, that's good. It, it's pretty cool, you know, to see all that. And, and um, you know, it's, it's I don't know, what do we figure? We had something like, I don't know, six or 7,000 shirts out there, you know, that are in the marketplace. Yeah. And, a lot. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but great. but it's cool, you know, like, you know, you're sitting in a restaurant or something, and you look up on the bar stool and you see your logo yeah, on the back see. of somebody's mm -hmm. shirt, you know, and it's, uh, nobody's thinking about muscular, none of those people were thinking about muscular dystrophy at all. Right. You know, I mean, you know, obviously cancer is the big one. You know, everybody's always sure. talking about cancer and all that, but, you know, muscular dystrophy is more of a, a narrower disease and it doesn't get the promotion and all that. So I like to think that we've really brought that national awareness I mean, you think, brought awareness to me. I mean, to be honest with you, it's like, okay, I kind of had a roundabout idea what muscular dystrophy was. But last night I did some research. I'm like, oh, I got these guys coming on. I'm going to have to actually sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, but what I didn't realize is that there's no, no cure. There's no, no cure. There's for no it. cure. Um, that, and, and the, the age range is the, where people mostly accumulate it is pretty specific. Like it's mostly like younger people get it, but it can happen. Yeah. Well, well it, there's it different, all so, different kinds of so types. There's, 40, so. there's like 45, 46 different types of it. Um, ALS is actually one of them too. Um, but so, and they each present themselves differently. One, they can be genetic, they can be sporadic. And that's some of the troubles of trying to find a cure is because there's so many variations of it. Um, and it's sometimes some of the lifespans are a lot shorter. So there's not enough time to study it and find the science behind it. So, mm -hmm. you know, MDA has actually come up. I think there's been seven or eight treatments, uh, first of their kind in the last five or six years, but that's it. You know, it's taken so long because it's just such a tough disease and it is so small. It's a niche disease. So it's not like cancer where there's, you know, billions of dollars being poured into it right. because, um, you may not even know that, you know, somebody affected by muscular dystrophy, um, but they are. So. Mm -hmm. so one of the things that I noticed about it, um, at least when I was doing my unreliable internet research, <laughs> right, is that it's generally an acquired thing or, or a thing that develops at an age, at a certain age yeah, so and then progresses it. But is that detectable like at birth if they Some did? of them. Okay. Now, like for you, you weren't diagnosed until later. And no, but I can look back like 
as a as a kid and see things now that mm-hmm. that you know. So I, I mine's a genetic mutation that I got from my mother and father, which is like one in you know a billion chance or whatever. They each had a okay. a bad copy of a gene, so um, kind of like blue eyes being recessive. Sure. You know, I got that gene. Both genes from my mom and dad. My youngest sister got both of those. And I noticed also they said it's very rare in women. Well, that or would be right? that would be more like Duchenne. Duchenne. So Duchenne's oh, is Duchenne. Probably, okay. That's probably again the, my ignorance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so Duchenne's is really really calm. Most of the people with Duchenne's young yeah. boys. Okay. And most of the lifespan on that historically has been what like sixteen to eighteen. And so now it's yeah, about I mean they were living into their thirties. I mean they're yeah. going. To, yeah. I mean. It, 10, 15 years ago to graduate high school with Duchenne would have been like a major milestone. Uh, but now kids are graduating, going to college. You know, it's a whole new thing that people with MD are having to learn how to do because they, they never had to learn how to go off to college and take care of themselves or find a partner in life or, you know, work through a marriage with a disability like that or get a job and move away from home and not have mom and dad around to help take care of you. So, um, you know, science and the advances in science have helped the quality of life to live out of their teens and really expand in their and have a full fulfilled life. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Then that's what makes it worth it, right? At the end of the day, you want everyone to have a good life mm-hmm. and, and you want to make, you know, even though that there's no cure per se, or maybe there's one on the horizon, maybe the, the right research can be done and maybe some of the money and the give goes towards that. Uh, but ultimately I think you want the people that do have, it. you want to take care of them. And, and make sure that they have a quality life, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just like the rest of us deserve. Everyone deserves right. quality. They didn't life, choose so. this deck, they- right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I, I often say that this whole FFMD thing became my therapy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, and, and I wonder, you know, like, and I have I have progressed worse. You know, I'm worse off today than I was when I started FFMD physically. Mm-hmm. So I continue to deteriorate with my mobility, um, but I like to think that you know, that, that this kind of became my therapy and then I was able to do something positive with it at the mm-hmm. end of the day. And, you know, whether it's been inspiring people, whether it's been, you know, helping raise funds for the things that we've done, I had a lot of fun along the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you know, we're having a lot of fun, but, but it's, it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's just kind of crazy. Like when you, when you look at all these different diseases, you know, and like when, when you don't have a disease, you don't think about it. You know, but then once you get it, you know, it's uncontrollable usually. Mm-hmm. Like you you lose control. Like I'm a very controlling, I think, maybe. Uh, he little. is <laughs> very controlling, just a little. <laughs> but, but, you know, and that, there's, a, there's a video somewhere out there that was done from MDA where I talk about that. Like when, when this happens to you, you know, you, you don't have any control. There's no control. Right. And when you're not used to, you know, not having that control, it can be, it can be devastating. You know, so you have to ask for help now yeah. on some, Paul's, I mean, if you. And tell his personality he's not one that wants to ask for no help, I've gotten it? a lot better but I mean definitely... I mean I know you know like you know like like just for me to be able to get in a wheelchair at the airport mm-hmm. was a really monumental task for me to like succumb to that to accept that. and yeah and I mean I can remember falling down in the airports and having a backpack on and everybody runs over and they start pulling on your arms and I'm like no I don't move that way you know yeah <laughs> and you know yeah. I, I fell down at uh, operation selfish last year I remember right by uh um Gerald's team. Um, why am I drawing a blank? I it was in the restaurant, here. right? We were it was in, in the, the restaurant yeah. and, um, and, uh, fell down and they, they were like, Oh my God, like, what's are you all right? You know I'm like, No, no, I'm good. Just give me a chair to lean on to get up. And then for sure, but they're all yeah. pulling on you and trying to get you up. And, but for me, for me to, to go and, and just do that, you know, it's, it's, it's challenging to, to, to say you can't do something. 
you know. And I don't want to put you on the spot, but watching him get on and off the boat and up and down the tower is, uh, I mean, amazing. Like, yeah, when you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned that earlier about the tower, and I'm like, I still can't picture it. To be honest with you, so it was funny. I came into the Jimmy Johnson this year, and you know Brick, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yep, I know Brick very so, well. He's so, who I worked on with the um, exactly, on the exactly, thing exactly. So, so he's at Ocean Reef, and he looks up. And then whatever he's doing, whatever. And then I see him at Ocean Reef that night for the uh, the dinner or whatever. And he comes up and he goes, I got to ask you a question. I'm like, what's that? He's like, did I see you upstairs in the boat when you came in today? I'm like, yeah, that's my job on the boat is to run the boat. He's like, I don't understand. Wait a minute. Yeah. Time out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, um, you know, I've had to learn how to get up there. And, and it's, it's a three man, counting me, it's a three person job to get me right. up there. So like I literally go to the back of the boat, um, turn around backwards. They put a bucket on the ground. Uh, literally somebody picks my foot up and put it, I put it on a bucket. They hold my foot on the bucket so I don't slip off. I jump up like on the tackle station or whatever you call it. And then, uh, get up on my hands and knees. And, and, and then, so I'll, I'll go to get up like to stand on the tackle station to go through the roof to mm-hmm. go upstairs. And literally I'll put one foot like on the corner and somebody will hold my foot so that it doesn't slide off. And then somebody will take my leg and lift my whole leg up. And I'll put my, I always put a knee brace on for that too. Cause mm-hmm. it's not, I put my knee right on the, uh, the ladder and then I kind of get myself up situated, turn around backwards. And then I, I go back on one foot goes on a bucket, you know, backwards. And then I take my, my right foot and I put it on somebody's shoulder. And then I lock, I naturally hyperextend my knees part of this disease, which is not good. Cause that wears your knees out, but I lock my knees and then that person stands up. And when they stand up, they just raise me and I go right up through the hatch. And then when I get up there, I just kind of crawl around and, you know, I don't, I don't go, I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't go up and down. I, I, the only time I did that, my son called his first white marlin, my youngest son called his first white marlin this year. And I did, I came down and got a picture with him and then I went back up. But once norm, he's up there, he's up there. Normally I go up and, uh, you know. It's funny wow. because then then you, you hear me yell down, you know, like 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 Phil's always helping me with stuff yeah. on our team. For those of and you Tiffany. that didn't feel like getting out of bed this morning. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I'll yell down. I'll be like, hey, Phil. He's like, what's up? I'm like, can I get a sandwich? Wow. <laughs> How about a drink? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, they hear me yell all day long. And then I think they just turn the music up because they're tired of hearing it. <laughs> but even, even, I mean, obviously getting up and down the tower, but even getting on and off the boat. I mean, there's been times where we've had to, you've had to sit on the boat because the tide was too yeah. low. So if yeah. the dock is you know if, if that it's was not, I, I remember in, before you left MDA and came over you came down to Miami or you were going on a cruise with your family yeah, and you or guys something. Were down there yeah and you know we were at Miami Beach Marina and you know the docks there are really high and mm-hmm. you know they're like exposed aggregate you know the pebbles and concrete and all that and I'm like I just gotta like I gotta lay on the dock and crawl on my hands and knees to get up and you know your knees get all you know you yeah. want to put towels down or you know, you know, like a rug or something because, you know, you, you, you tear your knees and everything up, but that, and, you know, talking about the Abacos. So we went to Abaco in June this year. Mm-hmm. So have never been, you know, been to Nassau and, you know, those kinds of places, but had never been over, you know, and, and it was always a dream of mine. I had two, two things I wanted to do. One, I wanted to run a boat, you know, from, from Maryland down to Florida mm-hmm. and I still haven't done that, but uh, I wanted to go to the Bahamas. You know, wanted to make the the crossing, they called it or whatever. You know, yeah. it was, you know, for us, we we went out of Palm Beach and Everglades had an owner's rendezvous there in June, so we went. We were we were looking forward to that for what like six months or yeah. whatever. Like this, <laughs> where, did you, where did you guys stay at? So we went over and we stopped at Treasure. Yep. So we, we stayed a couple of nights at Treasure and then we left there and went to Abaco Beach Resort for a mm-hmm. week 
and there was, I don't know, 25 or 30 Everglades boats, whatever it was over there. And, um, but we'd never been. So, you know, we, we followed someone over, you know, just because I guess that's what you do. And, and, uh, you know, so 50 miles or whatever it is from Palm beach to the, to West end or, you know, mm-hmm. and then it goes what, two, 3000 feet to 15 feet, the rest of the way. Whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, 50 miles for us, we, that's one way to go fishing. Like, so it's no big deal. It was no big deal. It's at what all. you do all the it's, time. We do it. Well, we come home that night yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then go again the next day. So, but we went over there and, you know, like with all the stuff that just happened over there, you know, with, with Dory and the hurricane, um, I don't think we would have appreciated it as much had we not gone there. Mm-hmm. Like it would have just been, okay, it's an island in the Bahamas. Yeah. But, you know, we were there for eight or nine days yeah. or whatever it may be. And, you know, to, you know, we went to Green Turtle and we went to Treasure. And, and Nippers and all the nippers, places yeah. that you see that are completely destroyed yeah, now. It's really a shame. And now I mean, you can, you know, you can kind of put a... um you, we have memories at places right. that these places that don't exist anymore where before it was just a news story yeah. or now it's like, I mean, we, you think about the the people that we met that would visit the, like Marley and you know, those yeah, people, her, who, house, her is house is gone. Um, and yeah. it's just people that we now, I would say know there, um, that you have yeah. nothing at this point. So I was over there every year, my wife and I like every year for one tournament or another, we were involved with like a lot of the tournaments, tournaments with Skip Smith. Mm-hmm. I'd be the artist for the custom shootout or the, White Marlin Roundup or the production worst custom, you know, one, you know, and he'd always fly us over. So, you know, we, we got, you know, a pretty tight relationship over there and um, the Abaco Beach Resort and the Treasure K Resort, they're customers of ours. We do all their apparel and stuff like that. So it's, you, when you work with people for, you know, a while, you gain relationships with them. It's really sad to see. Um, What's that? 10, five, 10 years to rebuild? I don't even know if I they mean, know. I mean, it's going to be significant and substantial whatever you know, like, it is yeah. Yeah. like all the stuff you know that i've, I've been reading it's, i don't think it's, it's ever going to be the same no no you know that's for sure i mean one way or another it's going to evolve into something else i i really believe that um and that's like over there to us, that's like your backyard down yeah. here because like we said well, that's the run that we make to go fishing and come home so like yeah. i like had we been had we been living down here you know, prior to that, I'm sure, you know, knowing us, we would have had a lot of trips over there. Well, and you see, I mean, you saw with your shirts and so many of the people that we know down here, just the amount of support that they're running. I mean, people are running over every day now with supplies and bringing things over and your shirt sales and all of that. That's really helping. And it's, I had never really even heard of it before we had gone there because it's just not a place that we talk about up where we live, but beautiful i mean yeah and the people are beautiful the people too. are some of the nicest yep. kindest people like welcoming that 1, you've ever percent. met <laughs> yep and, and that's that was the saddest part for me because you know, we were in a potential path for that one um and you know it was labor day uh here and um we were all prepped for the storm and then nothing was happening right nothing was like we're getting like a 20 mile an hour wind here like at least in broward right and um People were like, well, we're not even going to board up because the projections got this thing going north. And so it was Labor Day and everyone had off anyway and everything was closed and you know, schools, schools were closed, businesses were closed. And we're all just watching this storm on TV go literally zero miles per hour, mm-hmm. ripping apart Marsh and, and Freeport. And I was climbing the walls. First of all, you're bored because there's nothing to do. Right. Right. And then second of all, the only thing on TV is the weather. Right. Um, and, um, so I told my wife, I'm like, I need to go to the studio. So I came into the studio and I ripped, literally ripped garbage bags off of my computer because we had prepped. Right. You know, 
and um, I laid out the shirt and I put something up on Facebook thinking, you know, maybe this is therapeutic for me because I feel helpless because I know so many people over there. And I put it up on um, on Facebook thinking, yeah, maybe we'll get a couple of hundred things and we'll do our part, do something. Holy moly. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, you know, the response that we got from everybody was just really inspiring. And then I just quickly linked up with Brick and I said, hey, Brick, this is going to be, I can't handle this on my own. So I'm going to just channel that right to you and Bruce Marks and you guys can just handle whatever comes of it. And they're like, no problem. We got it. And I said, just, just, you know, everything's going direct or the church of God over there in Marsh and the Marsh fire department and everything like that. So everything is going right there. So at least that made it kind of accepting for me, like, okay, I will, we'll bear the brunt of this for the week right. and take all the, our website was down whatever, taking all these orders manually. It was really kind of a very daunting task. So, yeah. but it, worth it at the end of the day. Right. You know, for sure. A thousand percent. So I just hope that, um, I, man, I just hope that it just ends out on a positive note. You know, I don't know. I can well, go, I, I, can go I, I, ne- I never realized how many people that was a destination, like a regular destination Big for time them for here. Yeah. Out of South Florida. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like our new keys almost, you know, cause right. the keys is like so developed now. It's like right. when I was a kid, when I go over to, when, when I did go over to Abaco, it would always remind me of the keys when I was growing up because it was that yeah. more natural of a thing now. It's so, so built but up. But it was so. amazing to see the whole like boating and fishing community come together and yeah. and, and really just drop no. everything that they were yeah. doing to make trips back and forth to deliver supplies I, and collect supplies. And yeah. I think South Florida felt a certain responsibility to that place because we do go there so often um, and we do fish there and, you know, we interact with, with everyone over there and, um, we've it's their home right and they allow us there it's a completely different country right it's not like it's part of america it's not like we're going to georgia or right you know, right or down in the keys even it's they're welcoming us to their country so we go over there so often i think that the fishing community felt a responsibility to the place and to the people and i really think that's really what it comes down to um, well you know talking about that community i mean that's really where this whole FFMD thing came too, because you remember when we were, I think you were at Lauderdale and I was telling Tiffany, you know, this is such a big group of people. And I remember telling the MDA, you know, you know, there, there's so many people that are good people and care about others. Like this is a natural thing to, to try and take FFMD through this community. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it is, it's amazing. And, you know, we talked earlier about the people we've met, you know, it's, it's, it's it's beyond hundreds. Yeah, hundreds. <laughs> I mean it's thousands yeah. of what people. What you just said, yeah. like what you just basically explained, is why we named our company Connected by Water. I mean that right. that defines it yep. right, right there. Yeah, because it's not just about fishing for us. And I, I know I say this all the time. And John's going to be like, "Oh, you're talking about this again." <laughs> right? You always talk about this on the podcast, but it's really just more than just fishing, and it's more than just kayaking or paddleboarding or surfing or whatever. I mean, it's the community, it's the people that put all this together and we have a common bond and we have the common passion um, into making your life around the water, whether it even be lakes or streams or rivers or, you know, you, like you talked about your inshore and your bass team right. and stuff like that, or whether it's saltwater, you know, we're all connected by water and um, you know, it's a part of our life, but it's really where we um, let our souls out and, that's really, that's the philosophy of what we do. And that's the philosophy of the podcast, um, you know, bringing people on to 
give them their platform to say, how are we connected by water? Uh, which I usually start every podcast with by saying, and I, we were just, we started rambling right off the bat. So I didn't even right. get to my whole format thing, but, um, you know, we're connected by water you know, and everyone you're connected to is connected by water. And it's just really exponential. So our big, like playing off of that, our big thing that, that we want to do, you know, we talk about our three-year plan and where we are. So the thing that we're working on now is, you know, Labor Day has always been synonymous with um, muscular dystrophy. So I don't know if you remember the Jerry Lewis telethon mm-hmm. growing up. Yep. You know, and, and MDA kind of, they kind of lost Labor Day. So we're working to try and reclaim Labor Day and not to fill Jerry's shoes because they're, Nobody can fill those. I mean, we can't even begin to say that. But, you know, we're, we're working to try and do something across the whole country, fishing on Labor Day, to reclaim that MDA thing for, for next year on Labor Day. So that's our part of our big plan is, you know, how do we how do we grow and how do we build this? And, you know, we've got this magic number of 100,000 people mm-hmm. doing an activity on late. I on mean, the, throwing a line in a pond in the backyard pond, or going rivers, offshore. Right. and Right. right. So... Um, so that's our that's our big thing for next year is we're working towards you know a hundred thousand people fishing on Labor Day weekend, um, and then reclaiming Labor Day for the Muscular Dystrophy Association like they owned it for fifty years or whatever mm-hmm. it was. You know, I go back to what I said earlier. My grandmother used to make me sit and watch that. Yeah, and I don't know. Yeah, it was like three TV channels back then in the I day. And I'm watching like, as a kid. I'm too. like, I just want to go throw a football or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, You're going to sit down and watch this, and I'm like, I don't even, you know, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> but there was, you know, I wonder if there was a a, a, a bigger message then because I still remember that as a you know five or six year old kid, right, sitting down and watching that at her house, and um, but that's our that's our big thing that we want to do is. You know, we want to we want to reclaim Labor Day weekend for the Muscular Dystrophy Association, and you know, you talk about connected by water. It's this it's the same principle. I mean, we mm-hmm. want we want to do that. You know, with every lake, river, stream, dock, you know, pond, boat, shoreline, ocean, bay, whatever it may be. Um, so that's that's like the next big thing. I think that that you know we're working on. You know, if we can, if we can, pull, we can figure that one out. I yeah. think we've done something. We might need a hundred thousand. We might need a hundred thousand shirts. Does. <laughs> no problem. Kind of said, we just got a good, good practice run on that one. Exactly. So we're good. No, I think that's a great goal. Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely an achievable goal. I think it's a great idea. Certainly. Um, and, um, you know, let's all make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's just, you know, right here, let's announce that right now. Yeah. Let's just make that happen. Labor, let's reclaim Labor Day for yeah. muscular dystrophy. Yeah. I mean, and, and they, why not? And, and they owned it for so long. It's a shame that, you know, and, and I think they've tried to figure out some other things, but they haven't been able to figure out that thing that, for lack of a better word, goes viral, you know, across the country. And what a better way than to take take a line and a hook and throw it in a piece, you know, body and I mean, of water. You don't water. have to be, I mean, <clears> I'm... You might think I'm a fish fisherman. I'm no, not. I got some funny stories. <laughs> I've never held a rod in my life before. Well, yeah. well, I mean, maybe when I was a kid, I'd catch some sunnies or something. Right. But um, you caught a white marlin this year. I did catch my first white marlin this year. And a sailfish. Did you? And a sailfish. There you yes. go. <laughs> Come on now. I went swimming twice. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, so it's not. It doesn't have to be a professional. I mean, it literally could just right. be. Well, that's the beauty of fishing. Throwing right. Yep. You could just drop a gold hook in the water and catch a bluegill or. You can go out yep. and throw some kites in the air and do the, the the fish with the best of the best. I mean, she got on she got on the boat like I don't know three years whatever it was ago, and I remember and, she, and it was just my, maybe myself and you and maybe maybe Joey or somebody one other person, and she's like, "What can I do to help?" And I'm like, "Well, grab the bow line." And she's like, "What? What? 
What's, what's the battle line? I'm like, oh my god, you're kidding? Yeah, here we go. What <laughs> roll? <laughs> you know. But yes, is, I've learned a lot about boating and fishing in yeah. the last couple of years here, but yeah. it's been a lot of fun. Occupational hazard. I, yeah. I always joke around. I'm like, did you ever think you'd be doing this? Like, yeah. One yeah. of the cool things though that you know by having Tiffany on board, you know, when you're fishing the tournaments down here, you know, the video piece is so important mm-hmm. to have the video documentation of the release. So, right, you know, right. she's, she's yeah. become one of our camera people for that. <laughs> Perfect. During the tournament. Yeah. So yeah. it's. Uh, so I'm hopping all over the boat, running <laughs> yeah. around. Yeah, that's everyone. the part where you get to tell everyone what <laughs> yeah. to do. No, 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 no. So. Well, we still got him up top yelling. Yeah. But. <laughs> I still, yeah, yeah. Let me see the leader. It's, it's funny. That, you know? Yeah. He's like, get the leader, get the leader. I'm like, yeah. we got it. <laughs> you know, we, we go out and, you know, like, I'm always afraid they're not going to initialize the camera right. You know, get the time yep. and date and the GPS. Yep. So I'll yell down. Believe hey, in people. Did, Paul. Did, did did you get did you get the location? Did you get the time? And they're like, yeah. yes, yes. So we Phil got and it. I show the right color. <laughs> Phil is one of our anglers, and he's I guess he's acquired the responsibility of making sure the GoPros and everything are all ready for um, mm-hmm. the tournaments down here. And every morning we're on the boat, and Phil's already got it all taken care of. He's got the batteries charged, everything ready, and you know we're literally turning the camera on to get the time on. And Paul's like, "Got to get the time." We're like, "We're on it." <laughs> Phil's rolling his eyes down there, like I've done this seventeen times already this year. Wow. Yeah, but you never know. It's you know. I mean, it's his job to check. That's my job. Yeah, I got to make yeah. sure that we, we, it's all right. You yeah. know, that's also <laughs> though that you guys are doing this and you, and you enjoy it. You know, yeah. and you guys just have fun with it. I mean, because the zeal, you know, it, it's you got to have it. You know, it's got to be there. You, yep. I know you guys are on a mission. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's great that you know. You can bring sunshine into this. Yeah, we've yeah, had I a mean, lot of fun doing it. A lot of fun. It's a, and, and I mean, I don't want people to think it's a lot of work. I mean, not sure just the tournaments, is. but the galas and the golf, the golf tournament. I'm not and, a nine to fiver either. So yeah, yeah, it's good when somebody's available at like ten. <laughs> yeah, when, I, when, I, when I have one of these ideas, <laughs> hey, you know, yeah. you know, but there's it's a lot of work, but there's a lot of reward and there's a lot of fun. I mean, our team has a lot of fun. So that's great. Um, <laughs> so how are we going to promote FFMD? What's your we got at what? So we're at uh, fishing four MD. So F O R M D. Okay. Um, you can always hit hashtag F F M D and everything will pop up too. Okay. So, you know, we've got Instagram, Facebook, um, you can, that's where most of our stuff is. You know, we've got a Twitter handle and a, which doesn't do as much that we have, but, um, and then YouTube also, which we, we, we need to put more up. We've got a ton of video stuff. Right. You know, we need a film editor. <laughs> I got, one, I got one for you right here. John, you so, want a new job? That's his forte. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. his thing. And, um, you know, but, uh, or you can go to the website. Obviously, the boat raffle is ffmdraffle.org. Mm-hmm. You know, or our, our website is obviously fishing4md.com, just like our, our handles on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you know, always encourage people to follow us everywhere we go. You know, that's, that's a big thing that they yeah. can do to help us follow us and then share, you know, share the things out there. We just did a, um, um, a special this month with Pelagic. You know, Pelagic, we, mm-hmm. we were with them at the uh, White Marlin Open. And okay. They, offered to put in kind of like a a September package. So we announced that on our social and that's really helped drive a lot of raffle ticket sales. So basically so. if you buy a ticket in the month of September, you get also get entered to win that Pelagic. It's like a $400 Pelagic gear package. So. Oh, cool. Um, cool. Yeah. It's like a raffle within a raffle. We did mm-hmm. that with, with uh, Maui Jim, I think last year and, yep. you know, just some different things, but that's, um, you know, that's, that's like a lot of stuff, you know, like for us is really, you know, trying to build that audience and get people right. to follow us. Yep. You know, so anything they can do to follow us on, on social sure. is, is we'll great. We'll have to come up with a Connected by Water initiative, too. Yeah, yeah that would be great. On that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I would encourage other people, I mean, obviously check us out, but also look, I mean, learn about muscular dystrophy and check out the summer camps right. and, you know, 
and, and there's give. there's summer there's you know i don't think it's too much there's to ask people to give too because that's really ultimately what needs to happen yep you know there, awareness is great but you yeah. got to give there's summer camps right here in florida and you know any if anybody ever wants to attend one to see what it's about just let us know mm-hmm. because on that sponsor day which is usually a wednesday you know you can go there and just spend an hour and mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing when you see 50 kids and the i mean the smiles ear to ear they're not complaining. They're not whining. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in the pool. Uh, they're fishing. They're they're horseback riding. They're you know, people are taking them out of the wheelchairs, putting them on horses. I mean, it's just yeah. It's and and when you say amazing. give, you don't have to give dollars. You can give time. You can give supplies. You What's can more give, valuable than that? So right, like it is. If if it is just spending an hour, I mean, you could spend a week there volunteering as a counselor, but you could also spend an hour down there helping a kid do a craft or you know taking part in zip lining or whatever it is, but just learning. I mean, I think a, a big piece of it is just knowledge and um, the awareness the kid, well, piece the kid, that we... The, the, the kid's slogan is it's the best week of the year. Yeah. Really, that's, that's what they say. It's to, the best week of the year. To be one of those one-to-one people, do you need to be certified in any certain nope. thing? You just need to be You have to ab- be 17 years old. I mean, they go through an interview process, but you don't have to be um, like a, back, a medical background. background. So you have a background check. Yeah. You got to go through it. Yeah. So the and basic you, stuff. Anyone can do it, people. Anyone can do it. You have to be 17 years old, right. but yes, yeah, so you have to obviously go through the interview process, but you know, you don't have to be a nurse or a doctor to do this. Right. I mean, there's or high school kids. therapist nope. or anything like that. Yeah, that's great. So, um, like he said, his daughter did it. She's going to be a NASA astronaut <laughs> one day, but she's, uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> that's not a joke. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, she's doing, she's doing. Tell me uh, about that again, real so quick. So she's at, uh, she's at Virginia Tech. So I have a, my oldest son's at Alabama. Uh, my wife and I went to Clemson. So we've had a Heck of a f- time on that with the college Trevor Lawrence stuff. is going to be a Miami Dolphin one day. Uh, and probably the way they're playing. The way so. it's looking, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're both like a very hopeful for this. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, my, so my daughter is an electrical engineering major. So I've got two sons and two daughters. My two daughters love to fish. My two sons, you know, they yeah, will go here and there. Mm-hmm. My daughters would go every day. I mean, they just absolutely love it. You know, like fishes on the dock they want to like get down and look at the eyeball and mm-hmm. you know they want to catch the fish and it's just kind of weird you usually you know there's a lot of female anglers out there we know but it's weird like the boys are take it or leave it you know they'll go yeah, right. and they'll, they'll catch a fish and have fun but the girls are like can i go again tomorrow and the mm-hmm. next day and the next day and uh but yeah so she's doing really well um she's uh a junior at virginia tech and she just spent uh eight months down at johnson space center and She's going to be at Kennedy this this uh, spring semester. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you know, Dad, that's only like two hours from the sailfish tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I figured this government job thing out where like Fridays are flex days. Yeah. <laughs> Just be in Florida. So, so I think you're going to see her at a lot of the tournaments, you know, the sailfish tournaments. That's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she's done she's done really well. And then my young my youngest son is a senior in high school. I think he's going to go to Clemson. So we're finally going to get one. And we, we joke around uh, about that a lot because I put a Clemson flag up on the boat a lot. Uh-huh. And we've met so many people. Like you almost can't put it up, and somebody doesn't come and talk to you about it. I right. hate talking about it. I'm a South Carolina Gamecock, so it's a little tough for me to talk <laughs> hey, to Clemson Tigers. But I'm, I'm, I'm a Seminole. At least you're not in the same conference. All right. So we have a uh, we have a Gamecock flag in the trailer. I mailed that, him one one day. I won't let her fly. So yeah. I think one day I was like, all right, if we don't catch a sailfish tomorrow, you, you can fly. And I'm out. Like we're gonna catch one. Yeah. There you go. I will get that flag up one day. <laughs> yeah. But. uh 
But yeah, no, so I don't know how we talked about Catherine. Yeah. But, yeah. but anyway, so mm-hmm. what I was going back to was his daughter was a counselor and right, she has right. no medical background. So yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be, no, you can. They have staff there that have medical backgrounds, but sure, you know, yeah. they have to be there. Right. Like, know? so we have yeah. full-time nursing and doctors there to help because if obviously those kids need anything, we have to have someone on, on hand. But no, to be a volunteer for the week, no, you have to have no professional background experience in caretaking or medical or science. It's I love just, it. yeah, I ha- check you, all the boxes yeah. that, you know, require. I got to tell you a funny story about camp. So, um, we went to one of the camps in Apopka, Florida. Mm-hmm. So, cause brother used to live there again, there's camps all over the country. So we try and go to a couple of, you know, two, three camps a year, whatever it may be, wherever we are. And, uh, we were leaving, I think we were leaving Mississippi from the tournament a couple of years ago. And I'm like, well, we're going to go to this camp in Florida on the way home. So, um, Lowe's was a big sponsor hardware for um, uh, MDA for years. So we're like, we, we would call it, hey, can we stage in the parking lot? You know, we've got this, you know, 80-foot rig with this boat and trailers and trucks and all that good stuff. And you call the store manager and tell them what you're doing with MDA. They're pretty good. So we're sitting in, at this Lowe's, and I, I looked up at one of the guys on the team, and I'm like, I want to take the boat into the camp. He's like, the raffle boat? I said, no, the big boat. So I'm like... Go down there and see what it looks like. So he comes back and he's like, I don't think you can get in there. You know, now, now I'm driving driving the truck and the boat. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. the, I'm the driver. You know, I'm like, nah, not a good thing to say to me that we can't do that. Yeah. I'm like, well, is it possible? He's like, it's possible, but I don't recommend it. I said, well, if it's possible, we're doing it. Yeah. So, so we go down, you know, it's on this one lane country road, whatever, and you turn off and. So we turn off, I'm in the driveway and it's gravel driveway. I'm driving the boat. I'm like, perfect. We're good. So we pull in, you know, I got this whole rig down there. I got all these campers. I pull off the side of the road to park where all the cars are. Everything's good. We go to camp. They all come, they look at the boat. Now it's getting dark. It's time to leave, get in the truck, put it in reverse to start backing out. And under, it was like hard packed grass gravel underneath. It was all soft. The whole thing buries down to the hubs. No. (laughs) Yeah. Quad axle trailer buried. I'm like, it's Uh-oh. getting dark. We're out here in the middle of the woods, like in the middle of Florida. So that's what you meant by I'm not getting in there. Oh, uh, so uh, anyhow, like. Uh, How'd you get it out? We had to call like one of these big tractor trailer records yeah. to come in and, and, and get us out. So we get out. Now it's dark. You're not allowed to drive after dark. You know, we got the yellow lights flashing. The whole deal is an OD load. I'm like, well, it's dark. I got to go somewhere. So I go to the shopping mall and I'm like, all right, we're going to park here for the night so the security team comes up and they're like uh, excuse me you're not allowed to park here at night i'm like i'm not allowed to move it's like an illegal load i can't move it at night you know yeah so uh they, they, they threw us out they were like they did you can't stay oh come on no so we ended up leaving i'm driving this thing at night bootlegging i'm like i'm gonna get pulled over <laughs> what parking lot was this it was some mall over in opopka somewhere over oh, near there man. so uh, but anyhow it's you know i was just determined to take that boat into the camp for the kids yeah. You know, it didn't matter. And, you know, whatever, whatever we did to get it out, it was a yeah. whole chore. But, yeah. but I wanted it, you know, and usually we take the raffle boat, you know, we'll take that in the truck in and we've got some cool pictures of all the kids up in the boat and all that. But, mm-hmm. but, um, but I wanted to take that, that, that big quad engine boat into the camp. <laughs> the kids got to see it and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, yeah, they get in, they that, climb on it. Yeah, that's know, good. The yeah. counselors awesome. bring them in on yeah. it and stuff. But that's yeah, no, awesome. we've had a lot of fun with a lot. We have a lot of stories like that that yeah. we can share. So. A lot. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So. Well, we are going to say thank you, guys. Thank you. Yes, for thank you for in. having us and for doing everything else, the shirt designs oh, and all of that stuff. And, you know, it's, it's been a great partnership and we're excited for yeah, what's to come. So. No doubt about <laughs> it. And, you know, listen, guys, support 
FFMD, support MDA, and give your money, give your time. I have to say give your money. Yep. I'm going to say give your money, damn it. We like money too. <laughs> so give your money, yeah. give your time, um, give your shares on social media. This is a great cause. These are great people. Their hearts, their heads are in the right place. So let's support them. Yeah, so, we and, and we like if we see somebody at a tournament that we haven't met or we haven't got to know, just you know, we don't want to be overbearing like we're out there trying to you know talk to everybody about everything. So don't don't be bashful. Come up and just say, hey, can you tell me about your program or something? And we'd be happy to share it. But we're not gonna we're also not gonna dump on you. You know right. what yeah. I mean? We're not gonna ask you to open up your checkbook yeah. the minute you yeah. talk to us. So. Yeah. No, that's yeah. the thing because I think that's really the whole idea of what you're doing is you're just doing the awareness thing. You're not asking anybody for anything, but you know the influence is that hopefully one day that will convert, right? So we want to so. do a gala in Florida and a gala in New York eventually. So yeah, that's our, our you want to do a gala down here? Yeah, yeah that's, that's one, one of our, our goals. goals. Let's do it. So, so that's I'll help you with that one. Okay. Yeah. Be, care, be careful. Those are our two next <laughs> <laughs> They wrote me in pretty good. <laughs> that's how I roll, man. No, man, it's good. I'm good. That's, no, but that's I sort enjoy of on our, our two or three year plan yeah, or whatever yeah. to have one down here too. To so. put a big gala down here. So okay, awesome. All right. Hey, so thank you. Thank you all very much for having us. Yeah. You know, thanks for all that you do, and it's just great to be welcomed in South Florida and. We're looking forward to being down here this winter for sailfish season. We're super happy to have you. You're always welcome here at the studio. You're always welcome in South Florida. That's for sure. Uh, we love you down here. So I'm going to say, like my buddy Mike G always says, your ego is not your amigo. <laughs> right? And always do your best and let God do the rest. Thank you very much, guys. Connected by Water. We're out. <laughs>